Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. Of course, you guys, we're continuing with Spooky Month, and, you know, I've been looking for different good things to talk about, and a great idea to have was Wendigos. Like, I'm not sure how many people are familiar with them. I'm not sure how many people, you know, even know what I'm speaking of, but I found somebody through all these podcasts and through, you know, being on the show with him and him being on the show with us, a fantabulous guy up here, Shane Jones. And he, from what I've been seeing from my end, he knows a lot about him. And I figured from my perspective, he's going to be my Wendigo expert that I wanted to bring on here to maybe educate some folks on the subject. Cause it's always something I've been fascinated by. Like it's, there's so much folklore and so much different things tied into the story of what they are. You know, it's, it's, they're a part of a traditional belief system <clears throat> and there's tons of different descriptions, I guess, now because of different folklores and stuff. But, like, really at the true root of it, it's a malevolent cannibalistic supernatural being that's strongly associated with the winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation, and, and more, you know. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot more to it. And there's even some things that get kind of crazy and, I don't, you know, like, maybe just way out there but you know me i love what if situations and we got a full house tonight for this one because everybody here is excited about this bandit of course especially he's been he's been kind of foaming for this one like no lie you guys and he's been ready for this for a little while and of course you see the rest of the cabinet i got with me tonight kel king neptune and Luis are all here joining me for the evening so I'd like to start things off by saying I appreciate you guys all out there listening and watching on Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, even on the episodes that are making it to YouTube this month, since we're being a little toned down from too much spicy for some of this extra spooky, spectacular stuff. You got Joe Dirt joining you tonight. I figured it'd be good to do some Wendango talk. Eh? No? No? All right. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll leave. I'll, leave I'll give you now. a little sound effect. I'll leave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it was, it was great. This was a fantastic episode. You guys you, <laughs> No, you know, and everybody out there listening on all these audio platforms. That's great. Well, um, I don't understand where we went on the American market of uh, Apple podcast, but we're working on it. 
we're still in the uh, foreign market of Apple Podcasts, so that works. I everybody in Australia and Canada that I know are listening. But uh, you guys make sure you hop over there to unconstitutionalawakening.com where you can find all of our awesome merch stuff, links back to our great sponsors over here, making it making it work and stuff, and even links to get back to all your favorite hosts and where they are hanging out on social media doing dumb things when they're not banned, like myself. Again, I just came back four days this time, guys. I think it's a new record. Like I'm mean, four days and zap. Like Yeah, you know. you're uh you're banned more than you're actually active on socials, Jimmy. I know why you posted. I mean you knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> what did you post? Funny. I wanna know what you posted. It was it funny. <laughs> it was wasn't funny. that bad. You it can wasn't... show it here. It's I mean, not... yeah, I mean of course I can show it here. It's not it's that not terrible. that bad. But like, I can see why some asshole can report you and get you. That's I shared it. I shared it in the group chat, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And I saw it when you did it. <laughs> it, it, was there, it was. It was there those four days before it vanished. That's why I'm I telling you, like, it's just the haters fucking reporting you. You gotta just get rid of those haters right. on your list. I just don't like Louis, hey, Louis, Louis, I'm honored. I'm honored to it. be on with this you. Was <laughs> That's just water, everybody. <laughs> thirty days, 30 days for, trying to, for trying to hydrate someone. I right? They're just hydrated like, in a fun way. Yeah, it's sterile as long as it's your own. It's sterile if it's fresh. <laughs> so, Refreshing. Before we get too deep into it, before we get too deep into it, Lewis, I like to say this is my second time, and I'm honored to have an open-minded person to, uh, on the show on the panel. And uh, Shane, first time meeting you, I look forward to this this, this uh, topic tonight. But I just wanted to pause and say, Neptune, what's happening? And Bandit, these are my brothers, man. You hear me? This is I haven't Good been on in a minute, so glad to see you guys, man. And the new people, Shane and uh, Lewis, I'm honored. Now, JB. It's good to have uh, you back. Who is this guy standing in looking like you almost, man, with this costume, man? Where's the real JB? Stand up, please. <laughs> well, of course, you you know, Kelly, you're coming in towards the end of it because you've been on this hiatus, of course, and I'm, I'm glad you're back. But um, oh, yeah. for Spooky Month, I have done a different costume every episode, and tonight I just thought Joker would be the would be the one that would fit. So I got me the mullet going on and these fantastic sideburns going on. So, you know, I figured we'd have some fun it. with it. Yeah. I wouldn't oh, yeah. worry about it. You know, yeah, I wouldn't you worry about, about it. You're taking me back to the eighties, <laughs> <You're taking laughs> yeah. man. You, I just, I, I, I believe in having fun with things. You, if you, if you're doom and gloom all the time, you're gonna bring doom and gloom. So why not? I agree. Why not jump off subject and go to to some wild and wacky things and have some fun? Like I we're agree. only here for I a little while, right? Like, yeah, I'll just do while I can. I'll say that. There's a lot of evil in the world, but it's a lot of good still. It's still a lot of good still left in this world to speak on. I I've, agree. Got the, I've got the I've got the I've got the skills that. to make all this kind of stuff at home. So you know, it's just it's it. This one's a cheap, easy throw together, and Bandit thinks it's the best one I got so far. But the, you know, the other ones you guys have seen this month. It's been one of. It, no, nah, I'll take that back. It's been the best one you've had so far, man. Because I think it fits. Like if I didn't know you were doing costumes. I would, I would assume that you know, yeah. JB, you got a good niche for that. That costume. It, it fit. It fits though. That's why. Mm. Well, enough about enough about me. How's everyone doing tonight? How's everyone doing tonight? I'm doing good, guys. That's what I like. That's I can't I like. complain. 
I was about to say, everybody's quiet. So if nobody's yeah. complaining, that must mean it's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shane, you know what? And of course, you guys know I'm going to make sure that you guys can get back to everything that Shane's doing. Like, he's doing all kinds of fantastic things over there. Why don't you, why don't you go ahead and tell us where everybody can find you at right off the start? Ooh, I'm going to have to overkill on this one. So I have multiple shows, just to start off. <laughs> I have right. Inquiries of Our Reality, which is my solo show, which is like an open-minded talk show is the best way to describe it. Um Part of that feed, it's just like a Swapcast show that I do with Kyle uh, Rainey from the Big Dumb Podcast called Big Dumb Inquiries. Anybody that hasn't came and checked that out, half of these guys were on that recently, so definitely go and pop and check that episode out. Um, and then on the other end, getting into more of like what we're going to get into tonight, uh, I recently started up a new show called Bizarre Encounters with uh, Ghost from My Third Eye. So that one is on the fifth or sixth episode now, and we're just kind of getting into anything, you know, paranormal, cryptids, uh, aliens all that kind of weird shit and we're doing some dive episodes some interview episodes just kind of changing the pace you know like all my shows are kind of a totally different feel so i get to kind of do all different portions of things that i've liked and it's all just kind of building up from there um i was starting a community called open minds media but i recently decided to kind of pull back that idea um i did something called the hangout now which is just kind of like a group together for all like podcasters and shit to hang out and i'm using open minds media now as like my production thing because now i feel like because i have three shows i almost want like a like a label to put above it that kind of blankets all of them so that's kind of what open minds media has turned into but if anybody wants to come find any of my stuff um i make link trees for everything quick and easy so that everything's all in one link all you need is one uh, so without repeating the whole beginning, so if anybody doesn't know the Linktree links, it's L-A-N-K-T-R period E-E, and then slash Inquiries of Our Reality Podcast, uh, Bizarre Encounters, and then Open underscore Minds underscore Media. And then you can pretty much, if you find one of those pages, they'll all connect with all my other ones, and then you can just come and check out all my shit I do, you know? And you guys know I'm going to have those links shared directly with this episode because that's how we roll. No matter where you guys are watching or listening, you'll be able to get back to Shane and check out everything he's got going on because I think that's how we do it. You know, we just keep passing the buck for each other and showing where we can find each other and build these bigger, stronger communities. Eventually, we're all, eventually we're going to be the only thing that people are watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, entertainment's going back to the small guys because everybody doesn't want that Hollywood woke bullshit where it's like they're trying to make stuff so that it's suitable for everyone. Like yeah, people like specialized shit, thing. you know? Like this, this is the better part The is that in the future, the weirdest thing is the idea of celebrity, like mega celebrities will be almost completely diminished. There will always be some potentially mega celebrities, but just look at China. There's so many, like, we're talking people that can pull 300,000 people in a live stream, things like, like, sometimes even millions. You don't know who they are. You don't know who any of these people are. Like, mm-hmm. the, 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 most, the most famous actor in the world is Muslim. Do you know who he is? Uh-huh. His name is Khan something, but I can't remember his full name. But you've seen him in a few his face if, you, if you've seen it, though, what you're saying. But if you see his face, you're like, yep, I've seen that guy. Uh, Indian actor. Uh, so that's the thing is like we don't know of these people yet. They are globally very, very popular. So- I mean, that's because we kind of live in our niche too. At least in America, like we only pay attention to like American media, where I feel like the rest of the world is like kind of pulling from everywhere. Is- so they get a more well-rounded idea of like who's a bigger celebrity because they're not just in that bias of like only caring about America because they're in America. You know what I mean? That, well, that was the Hollywood propaganda engine. We, you know, and I gotta with 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 that, I gotta say myself. You know, hey, I appreciate all of the international views and watches and listens that we're we're getting. Like, I see the traffic. 
you know, on the website. I know everybody else that works on stuff like this, they can see it too. But like it, to me, it's humbling to see somebody from Budapest, Hungary, logging in to check out my website and see what's going on. You know, like that's that it, that I've, I've got friends, show friends from Canada and Australia that have brought us, you know, people internationally too and stuff like that, that I've had on the show. That and, I, and I can share to, uh, people, you know, and I, 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 I just find that, I don't know that that span like you're saying like that to me that's humbling i'm just like floored like i was just yeah. like who i'm, I'm just JB. some weird dude in a costume in georgia and there's some guy yeah. in budapest that's checking me out like hey, you're hey you know what Jay, it, it, don't, it don't surprise me at all I'm, I'm waiting on the world to go ahead and catch on because <laughs> you you uh, the, the reason why i'm on this panel right now guys is because of uh, jb's delivery i ran across one of his videos and how he condensed a point and truth uh, he delivered a truth in, in a short time frame, which is very uh, difficult to do the way he did it. That's why what, what pulled, pulled me to this show, I believe in unconstitutional, uh, unconstitutional awakening platform because it's staying true to journalism. Journalism is dead now, guys. The, the news media, people who are supposed to be real journalists, they're not, they're puppets now. They're not delivering the truth. They're not doing due diligence. Um, so, we um this platform right here uh is going worldwide guys because we back to the basics of journalism we okay. we investigating researching and delivering what we find to the audience <coughs> you can't go wrong different of view. No, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. but so with all that getting into niche things and getting into the whole reason i wanted to bring to get tonight together i want to be educated Shane, because, you know, I've, I've, I've even said some things wrong, and you corrected me during your show over there at Big Dumb Inquiries, which I appreciate that episode. You guys can find it linked at our website and, of course, on everywhere that he had it, too, put up. So it's it it's it, it's a fascinating thing, and I feel I don't know enough about it, and I don't want to miseducate people anymore. So what what can you tell us about it, man? Well, I guess starting off from the beginning of it, so kind of funny, side note, by the way, I like went off my Wendigo rant on the show and I had like multiple listeners that were like, damn, bro, as soon as you start talking Wendigos, you just like controlled the room on that shit. I was like, man, I'm just trying to clear the air on it, man. But <laughs> I guess there's another platform to do that. So getting into the whole Wendigo idea, you can't really get into the Wendigo idea without also including the whole Skinwalker idea. And all of this kind of comes back to like Native American origin more than anything. And it's been diluted like crazy because of different folklores added to it, the internet, all that kind of fun shit. Like even Dang, the rake. Right. The skinwalker, um, like shapeshifters. I'm just trying to stay current with you. Shapeshifting, yeah. like, okay, bang, go ahead. But like the idea, like the main difference between the two is that they both would be cannibalistic type creatures. They're very, very closely related, except one didn't get to choose it. <clears throat> it was more so that they, that the whole warning about eating, you know, human flesh. Uh, you become a Wendigo from consuming human flesh um, because of, you know, it's survival reasons, like whatever. Like it's it's not something that the person chooses to do. But then when you get into like the Skinwalker lore, uh, that goes into like, <clears throat> like shamanistic type things where people have to do things intentionally to become that thing. So over that, they're choosing to go down that path. <clears throat> and in turn, they actually end up having more control over it because of that. So like the Wendigos, they still have that concept where there's like the, the natural human spirit that's still in them. That's still trying to fight for control. And there's this, this <clears throat> like bigger entity that's like within them that takes control most of the time where it's like that primal urge where it's like attack, eat. And the Wendigo is one of those things where no matter how much it eats, it just gets more hungry. So it just starves for more and more food as it goes on. 
Um, where, like I was saying, getting into like the skinwalker thing, one of the rules to become a skinwalker is that you have to kill a close family member. And by close family member, it's usually like a brother, a sister, husband, wife, like close immediate family. And then um, from that, they have the ability to like transform into like different creatures and things like that. But again, they they more so control it where the Wendigo thing, it's more of like that primal urge that that nature spirit kind of like taking over and uh, trying to control you. And uh, going into all of that kind of shit from like the whole winter perspective, like we're kind of talking about. Um, seems like skinwalkers, they're not like season specific, you know, they're in Nevada, you know, they're not, they're not like a cold dwelling type being, um, again, that may be because it's more of like a, like a shamanistic, like spiritual type being, um, where when you get into the Wendigo again, they didn't choose it. So the whole folklore with that is that they are pretty much like a decaying flesh. So they try to stay, they stay in the cold. Like the native American legend to it was from the first snowfall to the last snowfall, you weren't safe because that was when they thrive. So then continuing off of that, people have come created, I don't, I don't know exactly which ones are hundred percent true off of it, but people created folklore of where they go, you know, during like summer months. So some people will say that they'll hide in caves. Some people will say they'll hide underground. Some will just say that they'll straight bury themselves and reemerge the following season. But uh, that's, that's like the main clear up differentiation between the two. And then kind of going into like the modern depiction of like the Wendigo, uh, most people envision it with like the antlers, um, the kind of decrepit, weird, half-looking creature. But if you're going to the true sense of what a Wendigo looks like, uh, there's then this misconstruction of things on the internet with the rake. Uh, the rake is ideally a Wendigo, but because of the internet, people taking things over, they started mixing lore, created into two different creatures. But the depiction of a rake that you get, where it's like a like a decrepit, um, like human that looks like it's like never been in sun like decaying skin kind of color but it still has like the human characteristics that would be what a wendigo would look like and it wouldn't be that they would be like animalistic until they were in the process of like turning into whatever animal that they may or may not be like hiding themselves in so that they could like creep up on people and stuff and the idea with wendigos also is that they're known to uh like lure people into the woods and then that's when you know they're able to attack because they kind of got that that upper hand because you don't really like know what the hell is going on but uh, that, I mean, that's that's the main split. <clears throat> um, we can get into the story in a little bit, but you know, I want to hear your guys' opinions on at least the the differentiation between three things in one kind of you know being split between the two. You know, with the rake and the Wendigo idea. I think the biggest misconception the biggest misconception people get about this is because they base uh, what they see in Hollywood as yes. being like, oh, that's what a Wendigo looks like, or. Uh, TV shows, movies, uh, you know, Hollywood in general have uh, melded together like so many different things mm-hmm. into being what a Wendigo is, you know? It's also they need that like you see it and you know what it is kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ghouls, for example, you know, they kind of have that decay skin kind of look <clears> to them. <throat> that I feel yeah. like half of it also was just trying to make it define characteristic. So as far as Hollywood yeah. goes, you could say like people see this antler being and go, that's a Wendigo. But if they see right. like the skin decrepit thing, there's like ten things that it could possibly be, you know. Oh yeah, see, like with Hollywood, like the Bible is like allegorical too, has allegorical stories, right? So Hollywood have allegorical points they make too, right? For instance, the vampires, right? Uh, it's not actually someone running, running around a human being that's sucking the uh, blood out of a jugular vein, but it's energy vampire entities um, that's sucking the life force out of some people you meet. That's <laughs> Yeah, when you leave their presence, feel like they took something from you, but some people you meet and talk to for the first time feel like they gave you a charge. 
I mean, going into that stuff too, 100%. just going off of folklore as far as vampires go, like the original depiction of vampires is that they were like grotesque creatures. And right. Because of Hollywood kind of insinuating they wanted to have this whole different demeanor to them, they started making them like, you know, pretty. Yeah, pretty for lack of better words to it. They but started adding that like gothy, like sexual a, feel. Right. That the original and, and those, vampire movie is a masterpiece if you've never seen the character and such. And and those but, but no, I, I see the reference where Kel's making it and stuff, and like even you too were were thus like, you know, a lot of people have confused the rake. Oh yeah, the Wendigo oh, yeah. and Skinwalker, and kind of mashed them all together due to things like Hollywood and oh, yeah. people being confused on which one they're talking about because there is so many different takes, I guess, on on the internet. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I, I actually did stick closer to the winter thing from a lot because I remember someone telling me that a long time ago. You know, as far as it being more of a prominent thing that you've seen or dealt with or heard during the winter. And, yeah, and it, it, you know what JB is like. It hurts the movement when they take Hollywood. See, once they when Hollywood tell a, a allegorical truth with pictures, right? Moving pictures, it they make it makes the the person that's watching the movie think it's just entertainment when really it's hidden truth in what the movie is really talking sure. about. Sure. Tell a vision, yeah. You got to break down the yeah. words too. Like they're literally telling you a vision because you're not creating the vision in your own head. They're creating that image for you, so they're in turn putting yeah. their thoughts into your head. If you really think about it, absolutely. Teleporting, teleporting the vision. Yeah, absolutely. So that's right. where that's where everybody gets their. I, I think that's where a lot of people get their viewpoint of what one is. And like you know, I mean, I know there's, you know, I've done, mi- you know, minimum research on them but it's always been it's always been one of my favorite things as far as like the depiction of them and yes i think i've been more of the guy that likes the depiction of the of the rake not you know not so much the 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 wendigo itself because especially the more i look at it it does seem it it seems almost like something you'd see out of like a friggin tool video like like, i don't want to say like sounds like made up but it's almost like it brings a more of like a realistic characteristic to it if it's that like decrepit human versus like the half antler creature i'm not saying that like they don't transform into things like that but that's not like their their original form you know like their original form is like a decrepit fucking half decaying human right 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 it starts getting tall and lanky too that's like another characteristic where it's kind of met in the middle that they do depict that in the antler windigo but yeah the tall and lankiness is also a characteristic and I, I love folklore and mythology mythology they people when they hear mythology a myth no they may think it's a lie no myth is actually a truth clothing clothing form um and and, and folklore before it was written word in books and stuff they pass it by by, by verbal they pass it down the genet down the lineage verbally and Humanity has a history that goes back so far. Yes, a good, good point. I love that. I do believe that there was at one point um, have horses, have men here. You feel me? There's um, been chimeras um, for a long time. Like, oh, yeah. There's a whole, I mean, there, there's a whole family of cryptids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there's a whole family of being, uh, of things that they don't have like actual hard knowledge that, it, that, that they exist but they suspect they still exist yeah it's it's a yeah i believe they do uh you know how the human i can only see like seven seven colors of the, of the color spectrum but there's other i do believe that certain things are vibrating at a they overlap in our reality now whether they could do it willingly or, or inadvertently it happens to where some 
some things you see, you know, some things exist that we can't refute. I just don't like, for instance, like Bigfoot and stuff like that. It's speaking truth, right? I don't like when they try to make it seem like it's not real or impossible. Um, that we crack pouts for even being on the subject. We're not. Oh, I man, mean, shit, I'd... there was the, the, the mountain gorillas that, what was it, early 1900s, that it was pretty much like a wild goose chase. They didn't believe this shit existed. People were like, I am seeing this. And they were like, no, you're bullshitting. We already know about everything. That doesn't exist. And I forgot the exact dude's name, but he went on an expedition. He ended up bringing one back with him. And he proved that it's it's possible for a gorilla to live up in the mountains. And it was essentially a cryptid at that time that nobody believed this thing existed. And all it took was, you know, one dude physically bringing back a specimen and it was totally, it completely changed around. But like you get into like the whole Bigfoot thing, for example, you know, you have 80 mi square miles of woods. Say that there's only like a family of five Bigfoots living in that area. Like mm -hmm. you could walk around that wood, those woods your entire life and you may They're not run into one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, On yeah. top of the fact yeah. that they've been living there for so long and know how to move around that environment and not be heard if they don't want to be heard. Like good oh, fucking yeah. luck, dude. Luis, if you would, if you would like to butt in right now on, on... Oh, so this is what you were just talking about, Kel. Uh, this is this. Look at the spectrum right now. If you can see the image, that little tiny snippet is what we can see, and like that's like that's just a fraction of probably of what potentially is visual reality. I, I gotta add in on this because I got really excited about this concept when you guys start bringing it up. Shadow people included with yeah. this concept. Yes. That I'm one of the people that believe that, you know, there's so many different forms of shadow people and they all seem to do right. different things. So what if they're not shadow people, so to speak, but we can't perceive their colors, their spectrum, wherever they are. And they're actually multiple entities well, that completely have a visible well, image. This bring, no, dark matter. Yeah, this brings up the majority like, of reality. Bigfoot. We can't this, even why, touch it. Why are all the pictures of Bigfoot blurry? Well, no, no, no. Like, okay. All right, so are you trying so, to disprove Bigfoot on that one? No, 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 no but one. what no, if no, no, we can only see? Yeah, yeah what if we can only see his blurry form? Yeah, we can because he's in that he's in that he's in that wavelength perspective. Okay, look, we had we yeah, had media, that we, we can't a on totally a recent, see a recent episode that's that's doing fantastic across platforms currently um, with a media yeah. named Miss Vicky that she she was out here on here discussing all of those entities i'll totally hook you up with her shane i think she'd be great for your oh yeah one I'd of love your that. bizarre encounter shows and she's she's like she was talking about how all these different entities are totally there and they just have different forms there's different forms different levels different some are malice some are friendly some are this and like this this draws back into like theories that i talk about about like you know aliens being here among us and stuff they're just in other men in black style and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know i mean well they're, yeah they're and this is inter, all or they're just interdimensional beings i think i think i think i think exactly the sightings right. of the, some of the sightings and some of the stories and stuff that get into like the, and this is my perspective of the I, of the Wendigo, with the Wendigo, or the Skinwalker, or the Rake, even have been things from these other visible spectrums that we can't see. They're just another one of these unexplainable <laughs> things, and our 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 brain is like, "Hey, we have a similar story, but it looked like this to me, and it looked like this to me, and you know, it just kind of meshed together throughout right. the years." I don't. I don't. I don't Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I completely am one of the people that believes that, like, the rake is more of, like, an all-internet thing. Like, there's no substance to the rake other than the fact that somebody saw a Wendigo and completely, like, made up their own story and the internet just fucking ran with it. Sure.
Yeah, yeah, no, I'll take that. I'll take that. Like in Mexico, they got to talk about the dog, uh, so well, the dog form a canine, like um, mysterious being. Talk about chupacabras. Chupacabras. Chupacabra. Yes. Luis knows chupacabra stories. Hold up. So, okay. Yeah, on that, uh, it freaked people out. It <coughs> wasn't. Uh, it wasn't fiction. It was going down. So that's an example of a cryptic that is believed by us and by other people that it was likely part of a covert military program animal that escaped. So, trying to make something that have, sucks blood? Like, what was the intention of that? Actually, so no, that's we horrifying. Have, we have military research. dogs to suck blood out of soldiers. What about... Um, What's the uh, island off of uh, the coast, uh, off There's of New Jersey? You're talking about the research lab in Montauk. Oh, side Montauk. note, before we get too far from it, though, chupacabras, there's two two ideas of them. There's the Mexican chupacabras, and then there's the Puerto Rican chupacabras. The Mexican chupacabras are dog-like. The Puerto Rican chupacabras you in broad daylight. are the like sea monster-looking ones with like the spine down their back and shit. So, you know right. what I mean? I, I, like, I heard it. Like, uh, uh, Dogon, like a Dogon guy, guys. right? Yep. It freaked me. I heard one person actually supposedly saw it, and it was uh, scary as all fuck, was the simplest mm-hmm. explanation. I mean, my her description of it was, yeah, you would not want to get close to that thing. I mean, you're in the mountains at night, but I think what happened in what a minute experiment is because they disappeared. They stopped attacking. Mm-hmm. And uh, although there's the cases that uh, you heard of the cases of, of cows that have been mutilated perfectly yeah. and there's like absolutely precision cuts and this recently happened in france what well, was it was the eyes were this? removed surgically and the skin was pulled back surgically from the face reproductive organs right. were removed and hearts were removed you surgically see the, the one in france did you hear about the one in france recently reiterate i, was, I would love to hear about this no, one I if think, i haven't i think it was one with cows and then there was one with horses Wait, look up, look right now. Yeah, look up the uh, Oh, also blood was drained. I forgot to add that one in there. Most of these cases, they, all the blood it, was drained. It's they, they and they think like, why is there no spill blood? Animals spill blood. So that's a whole separate like tangent in relationship to these um and potential entities or is it aliens yeah. or is it researchers being dicks? Like, uh, like that's the whole thing. Is like we don't know. I mean, what if these exper- these beings are extra dimensional beings just screwing with us? Hey man, they're fucking hellhounds because the government obviously has a lot of occult ties. So <laughs> there's yes. so many hellhounds. Um, so <laughs> like what I said with that island off of the coast of New York, yeah, I, I can't remember what they what do they call it? Is it Monster Island or something like that? Montauk. Where they keep where they kept finding? It's, it's, it's in Montauk. It's Montauk, New York. Yeah, the where they kept finding those things. Created uh, what is called Lyme so, disease. Montauk. Those beasts, those things keep washing up on the shore in New Jersey, among other things that wash up on the shore in New Jersey. The, 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 uh, what you're talking about was, uh, I believe they said that it was... Uh, be nice, I don't speak. Animal. Yeah, the, um, what it, it's... The government has, like, they, they have verification that these things exist, but my thing with that, with, with Montauk Island and the Montauk, uh, the, the things that washed up on shore was that they have these cryptids 
and they are trying to create as the as with anything else the government gets a hold of weapons viruses people they always want to improve on them and make them more horrifying yes speaking about horrifying have you guys heard about that experiment um i believe it was around world war ii where there was a soviet scientist that tried to take a big dog and attach a smaller dog to the top of it yep with the legs using the same heart and it, it lived, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yes. Those experiments were disgusting, though. The Russians were pretty, pretty. Oh, yeah. The, the scientists, bro, let me tell you something. Now, keep in mind that. We've all done horrible things to people, okay? After we, 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 can't poke, we can't point fingers at, we can't point fingers at other uh, countries, man. Oh, no. Of you course. Know, the U.S. does We can't. In all fairness, though, after World War II, we all spread out those uh, scientists. So all of us have the Nazi scientists. So it's all stemmed from the same fucking place. And I believe that those Soviet scientists, the German scientists, like, they're all fucking the same. They're all the same fucking people working to do the same shit. You know, they're all teamed up. They're all doing the same shit. Absolutely. There's a a tribe in Africa called the Dogon people, right? They knew about Sirius A, Sirius B before the telescope and all this. And everybody wondering why, I mean, how they was able to know these things, right? Now, check this out. They said that they was schooled or taught by uh, beings that came out of the water that looked like what the Mesopotamians say. Show how they look like. Yes, the Dogon. Their wardrobe is around those beings. Their look costumes are to yeah. showcase those beings. Someone spelled it. Look at the Pope hat. Look at the, look at the Pope <laughs> I was hat. just about to it say. Like yep. There's a bunch of uh, like religious leaders that have reference to that. Just like you were just saying with the Pope. I was just about to shoot that one up too. Mm-hmm. The Dogon people. Yes. D-O-G-O-N. The Dogon. Um, I'd love to see this. I'd love to see this. I'd love to see this in person. The ceremonies they do. You can go visit them and see them. I don't know how complex it gets, but very interesting. I I love it. That's how they keep their culture alive, which is that's beautiful to celebrate, to have other people celebrate your culture. And that's how you keep yourself like separated from society. So like what is modern society? No, no, I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. This is just I guess kind of wild, you know. Looking looking at their costumes and stuff like that, and knowing that other Native American cultures and stuff had, you know, similar similar getups and such. Like so, so with things like that, do you think that with this Wendigo stuff coming from that folklore, do you think there's any chance it was it maybe some kind of I don't know, like other tribe trying to entice other tribes and stuff you know what i'm saying like they were using maybe dress up to 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 come out help help kind of produce that mythology back in those days like what what do you really know about the mythology from the the native american times you talking to me yes sir um i mean it's it's definitely possible there's like two sides to it where there's like the side that believes that it's more of like a precautionary tale and then there's the side that actually like physically believes in them but there's a lot of legends of like the most battle-hardened warriors like wouldn't go into certain areas of the woods at certain times. And when it comes to like Native American legend, I feel like they had this like uh, coexistence with nature. Yes. Um, I can even get into like I recently was had this guest on that was talking about like the Native American connection with Bigfoot that I found pretty interesting. But uh, they mm-hmm. um, like have these they're, they're more in tune with nature. They like they have these things where like they specifically won't go into certain areas because they know it's something else's territory, like Wendigo territory, Bigfoot territory, all that kind of shit. So just off of just like the way that they work with the land and the way that they have knowledge of things, um, mm-hmm. 
it's definitely possible there was other tribes messing with other tribes, but at the root of it, I still think that there's there's something to it, you know? Like, even if it was just, like, a, a creature that doesn't exist anymore, and it was just some type of, like, inbred, weird, fucked-up creature that happened to ha- like happen and somebody saw it, like, there, I still feel like there was a base to it, you know? And at yeah. the minimum, it was just scaring people away from eating other people because, you know, before... You had to scare people to not do things. You know, like if people are scared they're going to turn into a giant monster if they eat somebody, then they're going to think about it twice. But if somebody's just trying to survive the winter and they think they're going to be fine if they do it, but they'll survive, like they're, they're going to be more likely to eat the other person, you know? So it's also just trying to like save family members because there's a lot of like crazy stories about um, basically like, you know, families eating other families and then they find them or no, a family, like a dad eating the family and they'll find them after winter and he'll like go mentally insane, you know? So that may also kind of fall into that Wendigo lore, kind of like mad cow disease kind of a concept, but like for humans, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. off of that, that could also connect to the lore of the aspect of like, if you had something almost like a human version of mad cow disease, like your skin, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming would start decaying. You could start getting something that's almost like a gangrene. So maybe that's partly where the lore came in. I mean, there, there really are like flesh eating diseases out there and stuff. And like there's, there's even, well, we have, we have like a mushroom or something here in Georgia that if you come in contact with it, it can like eat your flesh. There's certain fungus plants that can uh, send its spores on ants and it takes over the body of the ant. Right. That's cordyceps. Cordyceps. Right. Now check this out. Now there's a human fungi um that that uses a worm that's why they black eye club everybody got a black eye because they don't wiggle this worm to take over their brain and so so um get out version of being in the sunken place is actually these beings using a um a worm to wiggle through around the eyeball down the retina into the base of the brain to take over the soul of the person and the body right so why wouldn't it be if a if a fungi could take over ants and stuff and make them zombies, zombies, zombies? I thought they call it zombies something, right? And look at the deer, the deer situation where they roaming aimlessly in a circle, feel me? Because they have this same brain parasite, right? So why wouldn't a highly evolved race of beings use us as cattle, right? When we are using cows for their flesh, farming animals just to breed and, and, and slaughter them. So what if the entity that's so-called highly evolved and advanced than we are, don't have no problem with enslaving and doing whatever to us because we're doing it to nature. What you guys think about that? Other I mean, people actually talk about this stuff. And they, uh, when that uh, game came out for the PlayStation, The Last of Us, that was solely based on uh, cordyceps mushrooms. The cordyceps fungus right. had jumped from uh, the jumped from bugs to humans, and know. oh yeah, uh, it hasn't made that jump. And people were freaking out when they when that game came out. Like, what is, could this happen? Why hasn't this happened? And it got the scientific community like moving on. What? Why hasn't this? You know, why haven't? Why hasn't it made the jump yet? Uh, they still have no reason. They they still have no idea why it hasn't made the jump yet because it's only just like one. I think they said one simple little thing that it hasn't crossed. Why it hasn't crossed over yet? Little fun fact, too, with cordyceps is that if humans eat them, it actually gives you energy. So kind of a weird thing that you'll find like like mushroom capsules and shit, and they yeah. use them for focus and energy because it has a totally fucking different effect in but, humans. But that's the thing. Uh, toxoplasmosis. Oh, cats. 
did you know that that infects the brain and causes they think that five to six percent of the uh, mentally ill population is because of that because of what kind of hats uh toxoplasmosis that's not the full name of it it's like something toxoplasmosis sorry so you, you know what uh, toxoplasmosis cats if you get a cat a stray oh you said cat i thought you said hat all right i totally misunderstood what you said so the feces of the cat has toxoplasmosis the rats eat it and the rats get so close to the cat that they will rub on the cat like almost like they'll fall in love with it crazy cat lady is toxoplasmosis what the a lot of people with mental illness is because of toxoplasmosis you can look this up this and let me tell you something else a lot of learn something tricky. new one new i learn something new every day even if it's terrifying <laughs> well, a lot of people that, that were taking mushrooms right and went on what they call a bad trip we know what happened they forced their pineal gland open when they wasn't they wasn't ready to harness all that energy and they went fucking crazy because you don't post a force no astral projection and all these this stuff, bro. You don't supposed to just do these things without knowing what you're getting into. Without you know, and a lot of people are going into them thinking that oh, I'm a spiritual being. I yeah, but they don't know about when you astral project and you're not ready for it. And then someone else come in while you're out of your body. They could they could snip your cord and take over your body. Um, so we have to be, be very careful about the sciences that we are getting into on an on an entry level because. Um, we don't know. We heard myself. I didn't know for a minute. I was I was on that third eye shit. I'm trying to I'm trying to have a divine awakening type shit, right? But when humanity stopped being the guardian of nature, nature itself kind of fell too and started shining. So if there's a Sasquatch walk around, of course everything that's in that nature is gonna uh, shine man. But there are people that can still train birds. I seen this one recent uh, about a man that trained a fucking squirrel. And he's a, you know, horse whispers. There's other people out here that still have that aura enough to where animals trust them. Now, they don't, Hollywood and the media, they don't broadcast this type of stuff because I think everybody on the planet is talking to your peaceness and you can, you can call a bird to your hand and never trust train. another human being. Training mean, a squirrel going sounds like into, my kind of people. Yeah, I was say, that starts going into some shamanistic stuff, though, because they say yeah. that if you have some type of shamanistic tie, that there's some type of animal that's like you're familiar, you know? So oh, if there's totally. like a specific animal that's always drawn to you, you know, there might be a link that you have some kind of some type of like shamanistic, like spiritual tie. And that's your familiar animal. And it's weird because it's like you'll you'll just notice that there's always like there's a certain particular animal that may be drawn to you, you know? Sure. Familiar, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like the Native Americans, and when if a Native American was named uh, Bear Moon, right? They said at the time of his birth, probably was a full moon, and there was probably was a bear in sight. So, um, Bear Moon, that's how a lot of them got their names. Whatever was happening at the event of your birth, mm -hmm. scene, if there was birds Actually, in the tree, they called you bird. Thing to, to do it. I had a, that's sorry, a beautiful reference point. It's like, what, what is your reference point to your name? Nature around me. That's actually pretty beautiful if you really think about it. Little uh, fun note: my uh, grandma's 100% Cherokee, so I'm 25%. So she gave me a Native American name when I was little, and uh, she said she had a vision, and that's why she came up with it, and that's how you know I got my Native American name, and it's a little fox. And weirdly enough, I've just always had like a tie to foxes, and like you know being clever like the fox and shit. So she weirdly enough picked like the perfect animal. So it kind of is weird that she quote like saw it in the vision, and that's why she chose that name. Love it, love it, so love sending it. Jim Bob nightmare fuel. So he's been sending nightmare fuel because we he he messes around hard with Mid Journey and and this is this is totally gonna be where 
there's going to be a Luis section on the website. And I think that's what I'm going to do is the things that he makes during these episodes are totally going to be put in. I mean, these are section. coming out really freaky. Because um, so really, this stuff's kind of neat. And like he does this with a lot of different things. And this is, what did you type in to get all these pictures? So this one's Wendigo Mescaline Visions. Because I wrote Mescaline because Mescaline is a very prominent uh, psychoactive substance that comes from the, the peyote plant, the peyote cactus. Um, and it's it's a it's a known to the world you can get it you can actually get it through shamans in the u.s legally it's a legally consumable uh substance uh that in, under the right settings because you will not be going out and walking around on a high dose of this stuff you're basically standing like you're standing still so very powerful and that's actually where a lot of native americans got a lot of their insight from that's why i mention it because since it's connected to the native americans but there's so many tribes there's so many viewpoints right so i don't know all of them like really nobody even here or like many other people it's it, that's such it's such a wide spectrum of information just related to the native americans that we don't know all of it it's so much there's so much beauty in it What's i mean there's a lot of plants that it could have gone extinct along the way too like obviously the peyote whole thing was more so like that's true southern america you know but like northern america you know there could have been more prominent shit that so, you know people you were using spiritually and then other settlers started coming and they started using it non-spiritually and then you know they could have extincted some type of like spiritual plant that the native americans could have used that we don't even know about you know sure. US. Oh, man, I, read this, I read this book about uh don one you ever heard about don one uh he was giving away uh um teachings about folk folklore in a native american teachings to where he went to this native american guy and he trained him and he had to get his energy level up he had to take the the mushroom to do that experience and he was giving them teachings about shape shifting and everything uh done one matter of fact while we talking let me, let me i got i got one of his books here guys i wouldn't doubt though about people extincting extincting something out like that i mean we well, you know humans have a knack for doing that you know what i'm the saying us so. was geoengineered before when to spend the europeans came so what people don't fathom to understand is a lot That's of people awful. that were here passed away Carlos, Jeez, like a lot. Oh, okay. So seventy million people died Dude, when the what's, the what's the title of that book? Yeah, I'll, share, I'll find the PDF to share with this episode. Oh yeah, that's a that's an interesting book. He got one called Don Juan, right? He's telling a story about this initiate, uh, someone being initiated into the science of uh, medicine, like uh, botany, using medicine, uh, the mushrooms, and everything. It got a, it's a novel, but it's actually based on some truth. Um, uh, Carlos Castaneda, and I found it in a PDF. I'll make sure I share share it with the. Side note: While we're on the American Native American stuff, before it gets too far in the show and it's irrelevant, uh, I want to share this like Native American story that I heard about connecting with Bigfoot. So okay. the legend pretty much goes that you would come to a certain point in your life where you were able to be bestowed this knowledge. So you would go to the woods. And you would see a salamander, and that salamander was essentially the gatekeeper into, like, you know, like the uh, the Sasquatch. So that thing would decide whether or not you're going to see a Sasquatch. So you'd be camping by yourself in the middle of the woods, you know, Native American camping, hanging out, whatever. And um, you would start hearing movement off in the distance. And when you heard this movement, you would sing this song in, uh, I don't remember exactly what particular language it was, but it was a Native American language that people believe that Sasquatch chatter is connected from. 
and you would sing them this song and the song would pretty much be to like lure them in to tell them like it's okay like you can come to me i'm not going to hurt you i'm not going to do anything kind of a thing and when they came to you then you would sing them this other song and this other song would basically be your wish to have this knowledge bestowed upon you and when you did this the bigfoot would put out their finger and you would put out your finger and you'd make this tip connection and when you did that you'd be bestowed their knowledge that they have such as like uh there's going to be forest fires in this area and it's all going to get pushed into the river and this whole area of the river you're not gonna be able to fish in for this amount of time so they would give you that uh that connection so that you could like learn off the land and um yeah another little fun fact too uh sasquatch is technically the native american term for it and the term bigfoot comes from uh when you know more modern time early 1900s you know, people were starting to try to like get into this whole Bigfoot scenario and they found giant footprints and they posted them in the newspaper as like big feet. And mm-hmm. that's where the term Bigfoot came from is it was like the Americanized version of like what we're calling it because of like our, our language. But like, that's, that's where that comes from. And then Sasquatch or is the actual like native American term for them, which I, have, I believe translates to hairy men. I reached a point in my studies, right. To what I used to have dreams where I was, it was like I was in a, um, a dog body where I'm, I'm running on all fours. Now, you know, in your dreams, you don't see yourself, right? But for some strange reason, I, and this is more, it's for years I had this dream on and off, right? And you know, we are really actually multi-dimensional beings, even though we feel like we're in a body, in a location, right? But um, we really um, exist in more than one reality in one, in, in one right? So I was just wondering, have anybody ever had any dreams that you was flying or you could breathe on the water or you could, or you was running on all fours or it was just me having a strange goddamn I, 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 you'll, every, every last one of you in this group will call me completely nuts, but I already seen, I, I seen most of this, this, like this show, you fantastic people and stuff long before i even did it like i believe you, you know what i'm saying like there's there's you know the, you my, know my, my my dream my dream world has been premonition after premonition throughout my entire life and there's more people that i met long before i met them and it's just because i'm i'm supposed to be collecting people up like it i don't i don't i can't explain it all but i'll figure it out once i finish doing it apparently so like that's just you know that that's just some wild Jim Bob, oval shorts stuff. Joe Bob, dirt shorts stuff, you know, just being funny. So, but no, like, okay, but seriously, not on on a serious note, like, I'm, I'm, so which one is it that I, I, since you said there's like a skinwalkers and all this other stuff gets mixed in with it, like, which one is it that has like the warnings that you're not supposed to, like, I don't know, like, whistle into the woods at night and, there's a lot of cryptids that go with that. Okay. Um, Wendigos are one of them, though. I believe okay. that that whistling is draws them to you. Because like I've seen, I've seen some books out there that have like complete, like I guess in a sense, protection instructions. If you have like, if you live in Appalachia or whatever, and happen to have a uh, you know Wendigo sightings or problems or whatnot from different like from different and I'll, and I'll outright call them spells and stuff like that because i know how that kind of stuff works you know like different fragrances or items or objects set in places and you know things turn certain directions and stuff like that like there's like there's a reality i guess to some of this stuff because again i i 
at a certain point I start buying something because like the me and me and bandit will say this every episode until you guys don't understand it but all of these ideas come from something like they're yeah. like it's you, a I, whether, record man it's right. like this yeah. interconnection well, where if you don't do an idea weirdly enough you'll have this idea and if you don't do it two months later somebody else will have it because that yes. knowledge gets passed on to the next person because it needs to be born and you're yes. chosen to be that person if you don't fulfill that it, you just pass on to the next one man get it so, saying which say it is Windigos, by the way, for the whistling. But I, I wanted to verify on that one. Windigos specifically, they say do not whistle. You know how the Egyptian uh, uh, and you know how the other ones? Um, uh, Anubis got you don't follow the fireflies into the uh, tree line either. Um, Pretty much anything that's luring you into the woods, don't follow. Yeah, yeah don't just don't do it, man. Don't do it. And in all fairness, even from the sake of animals, don't do anything in the woods that draws attention to yourself. Just basic rule of thumb, man. Like, even if there's fucking wolves or anything else, there if you're could whistling... There could be insects, there could be things that listen to you, and, like, actually just a spider, the wrong type of spider, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't even um, need to be a big thing. It could be a small spider that infects you, and you gotta go to the hospital soon after. You know, it's it. people always think when you go into the woods, when you go on a hike, when you go out camping or anything, you just have to worry about, like, snakes bugs wolves mountain lions bears whatever no there are other things out there that you don't see here and know about that are you can fall in a hole yeah you can fall in a hole you can just fall in a hole shit cryptids and microscopic there's a bunch of microscopic shit that'll get you yeah it's been been locations brother it's been locations that my eyes didn't see any beings or nothing anybody there but it just was the energy that was i was repelling and i didn't you know call it fear uh whatever you want to but uh certain things we don't see with our physical eyes but we know we know um and you said it right if you don't feel comfortable with something it's not right uh, because anything that's uh, uh, benevolent, it, you're going to have a peace and a calm about the energy that you fit engage in. And uh, um, at one point when I was, uh, came to the truth, right? So animal animal symbolism and dreams ties in because I had a dream that I was, and I was just coming out of a box of religion and other stuff, right? And was just stepping out into my journey stage of truth, right? And a bird landed on my arm in his dream. And for some strange reason, the bird was giving me the letters of the bird language. Right? And then another being that was standing close by said, he's not ready yet. And I woke up from the dream. And during this time, I was working on a little book. You know, I was you know, doing some research and, and writing this book and stuff like that. So the totem pole, how the Native American totem pole have the animal head. Um, I do believe humanity has a large responsibility to protect nature and we're not. So um, some of we, us. Mm-hmm. We will again. I know I, I agree with you. And, and the totem is not exclusive to American Native Americans. Right, you're right, you're right. The, the totem is present in multiple cultures. Mm-hmm. And just look at what you were mentioning in the Egyptians. Look at the obelisk. Right, right, I mean, right. The obelisk is just a very advanced version of a totem pole. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Side note about totem poles. They only did them about things that existed. And the only two ones that were weird that they put on the totem poles were Firebirds or Thunderbirds, not Firebirds, Thunderbirds and Sasquatch. So explain to me why they do all real animals besides those two. And those are two that people claim that exist. So, Well, well, with that, it was saying the Ameripox epidemic that happened when the Europeans came Uh, decimated uh, 70 plus million people in the Americas. 
mm-hmm. happened is the geoengineering that existed in the Americas built by those people slowly degraded. So yeah. a lot of native species of plants and things, that's what I was going for before the plants that mm-hmm. could have gone away because we, the, like the natives that were here passed out and like passed away in New York. When the, the Dutch came here, they were like, mm-hmm. well, is there anybody here in other parts of the U S why is there nobody here? There's a whole it's town. Right There's nobody here. And it's because they all died. Yeah. Yeah. By the time they were spreading out there, everybody was dead because this, the Americans live such a clean life mm-hmm. in comparison mm-hmm. to the Europeans. The Europeans were like very dirty. Uh, and the America, like the, Amer- the people of the Americas were very clean and had mm-hmm. a much better a, a connection with nature. When we brought in um, horses to the US, mm-hmm. how did the Native Americans adapt to them in two seconds? Right. Think about that. And master them. There's, there's them like, that, like that, like that. In Africa, there are tribes that don't even brush their teeth, but there's certain roots and certain plants that they chew on, and they got whiter teeth than we do, and we brushing oh, our the, the whole. It's teeth also all thing? the shit that's in our food too, because our fucking food that we eat in America pretty much decays you from the inside out. <laughs> but yeah, so people right. have perfect most pe- most normal humans that grow up on a normal diet have perfect teeth. So it's actually our diet that has shrunken the size of our mandibles. So people with bigger mouths, that's proper because they can ingest more oxygen. Listen, it is the industrialization of our food that has I've, shrunken our mouths. To the looking, point of sleep apnea is a big problem because of it. I've, that's what it attacks first through to our diet, bro. I've, right? been, I've, been, I've been looking actually for a long time um, at like teeth alternatives and i know this is going to be way off subject but i feel like this is a place that i can plug this finally a while back we invested in those roots that are used in like india and africa and stuff like that and a lot of other countries and you know i don't know how many people you know from india but they usually have some really pretty pretty teeth i gotta look into what that stuff's called because i use a toothpaste that has that root in it and i use no fluoride and i hear a lot of people talk about how they don't use fluoride. Their teeth get weak, all that kind of shit. I've never had an issue and I have that root in it. So honestly, like that root's been I, doing pretty damn good by my teeth. I, oh, yes. Yeah, I, 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 I bought the root directly and you like, you know, you like rub it on, you know, like on your teeth after you've softened it and stuff and it takes plaque off and stuff like that. Like no problem. It's like holding a little pencil in your hand and like it, it, I've always had a little bit of kind of messed up teeth, not because of like, the food issues i've always brushed them and stuff like that which that's not that great for you as well but like um i there was the whole situation get my face ripped in half by a dog that chipped the tooth and then like to my two top wisdom teeth never came like in until i was almost like almost 32 and then when they came in they were hollow and they just like disintegrated neem root by the way side note that's what's called N-E-E-M root. If anybody is trying to yeah, look it up. It, that's root? it right there. Neem root. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, like, I love, I love this stuff. Like I, it's to me, it's been like completely changing and that's, you know, that's some of that connected back to nature type stuff. Like I, I truly believe that the more, like, that's why I'm so into doing a lot of people call it alternative living or old style living or whatever. But like, to me, it's just, it's living closer to nature because I'm using the things around me and I'm, I'm settled and suffice with having my own egg stash and my own goat milk stash and my own, you know, like things from the yard and things like, you know, I, I don't know. 
I come from a line of people that were always poor and did the best with what we had around us. And a lot of that was even, even in some Native American stuff. Like I have, I have roots back that way too. I have roots in some really weird, crazy places when you start digging and like, it's, it, it's amazing to see all that stuff out of that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. People literally just chew on that, on that root. Yeah. Yeah. Toothbrush. It's like a toothbrush. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's if anybody wants to envision this, it almost looks like a piece of bamboo. It's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, oh, if yeah, it wasn't so it. far away from where I'm sitting, I'd run and go get it just so that I could show it to you guys on the camera. Like it's it's I just saw it. It it looks very interesting. Invest in it. Like I just I recommend it. Invest in it. Like I mean, yeah. I'll, it, I'll second that shit teeth. too. Because I've been we're using that shit for like two years. And it's great. We're brushing our teeth with plastic. Yeah. Dude, you, a little fun fact for people, look at your toothpaste label. Because if it there's a little all the colors, yeah, I'll get I'll get them right now. You froze. You froze just now, Shane. Shane's uh-huh. froze. Who's oh. fro- I, here? He is. You back now, Shane? You froze for a second. Am I frozen? So gonna, I didn't I'm hear you guys freeze at all. Once I think I, I can show you what you're talking about. The toothpaste colors. Right, yep. right, say it again, because you froze at least on my end. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good now. I don't know what happened. Cool. So like the red, it means obviously it's all chemicals. The uh, green, I believe, means that it's natural. And then there's black and blue, which are like middle ground that it's like some natural ingredients, um, but mainly artificial. And then there's like natural ingredients with some artificial. And then the green is like fully natural. Yep. The blue is one of the middle ones. And then I don't know what the white one means. I'll have to look into that one. I use the Hello, uh, the non-fluoride toothpaste. This is just I don't use that. The black one, the black one for Hello. That's the activated charcoal one. Is that the activated char? Yeah. Yeah. Only issue with these is be clean because they make a freaking mess. Yeah. That... So always clean after yourselves. Yeah. So I got two brands I use. I, there's this little like natural store that I go to, and it literally is like some you know stuff from India that says like neem toothpaste on it, pretty much. And then the other shit that I use is the Dr. Squatch stuff. And that's like some all natural toothpaste, no fluoride. That stuff's some pretty damn good stuff too. And they do like a morning and night formula. So like the nighttime one has like lavender in it. So it kind of relaxes you and helps you sleep. And then the morning one has like citrus and shit. So it like refreshes you and wakes you up in the morning. Kind of dig it, especially going with the whole natural toothpaste concept. And I'm kind of like that all around. I use like natural soap, all that kind of shit. And having locks and stuff, like you don't really have a choice. You kind of just got to use natural soaps. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Like I, I totally, I, yeah. No, I used to have some interesting hair. I've had, I've had different things throughout the years. So I, I totally understand. And, and the, Jim Bob has a connection issues. for the best soaps. Jim Bob, the best soaps. Where are they there is from? yes. I mean, if you want to get into some real homemade soaps, you can always check our awesome sponsor, Peachy Key Creations. She does all that stuff too. There's still in stock some of the uh, the Georgia Peach and the Pirate Dragon. Thing. Pirate is great. I tried the pirate one. It's great. Like the pirate one. Great. I know Luis bought some because he's pretty awesome. I got to get some soap sponsors. I've been trying to get Doctor Squatch just because it's fucking perfect for my shows. But keep trying. Well, eventually, eventually, I'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I, 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 totally married a lady that does all that kind of stuff. She not only does the soaps, but she does like a lot of other teas and herbal type things. And her business does pretty decent. So. I let her. I let her just run with it. Shit, my girl does like body scrubs and all that stuff. So you know, everybody's got to have their high side hustle, man. For real, for real. Like, I was gonna have something going on. That's that's important. So, I guess I wanna, I wanna open up to you know Neptune Bandit, Kel, or Luis. Like any kind of 
when to you know when to go questions that you have for Shane that you think he might be able to answer. Well, now, this I, was just a, this was a learning experience for me too, man. I I I I do like question when it comes to when like what's the if there's any drawings like if you've ever found in your search any native american drawings or any fit like drawing depictions of them or if it's in tapestries because i know some native american uh cultures do it through tapestry write their history like i remember seeing one tribe that one of the exercises they do with the kids which is part of what i love when i see like the systems that do support the native teachings because it's a school that's specifically just for the natives and it's just teaching them the the history and it's like part of their collective curriculum to become adults and it was really fun because they were showing like them making tapestries of their family like the history of their family like all the members and such and that's why i was asking like when people write about their history when the ones that are using it for things like tapestry do they is there any side things you found like that any depictions you found that what do we know like the you said the totem can we see that 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 image? Do you have it by chance? Okay. That'd be fascinating to see the totem. Are you talking about the Sasquatch slash Sasquatch, uh, Thunder, sorry, Thunderbird totem? Yeah, yeah. I'll just find it. I'm gonna find a picture of it because these looking. are all beings that are outside of the purview. I'm usually quicker than I have been right. The Sasquatch Thunderbird totem. I'd be interesting to like get in on some like if anybody has like they're actually like because mainly like when people like focus on like the, the sightings of creatures and stuff like that, that um, it's always uh, everybody always goes for like the, the, the most well-known ones, but have there been, have, have there been any recorded sightings of, you know, have there, have there been any recorded sightings of Wendigos? Well, if you want to get into it, I was going to say for the end of the story, I have a personal experience with what I believe was a Wendigo. Um, as far as hopping back to uh, Lewis's question, though, um, I mean, with a lot of like the Native American stuff, like a lot of it's like you know, like uh, you know, like rock drawings, things like that. So just like off of that depiction, like it's not like they were titling what stuff was. So even if there was depictions of them, um, I mean, they could have been depicted as like white human-like figures. You know, they could have been depicted as you know, like the Native American drawings you see that have like little horns. Possibly, um, there's so many different variations in the Native American drawings that there's no like this is what this is kind of a thing. You're just kind of using your own interpretation for what it could possibly be. So it's kind of, kind of like a hard, hard one to find like an on point. Like this is, this was a native Americans depiction of a Wendigo. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know. That, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Like I'm looking around now and like, there's, I don't know if it's probably like fan art or, or what it actually is, but there's, that's mainly like, what I found when I tried to do that. When I tried to find like cave drawings of them or whatever the hell, yeah. like stone drawings, like I, I never was really able to really find anything that was, you know, like solid enough, you know. But, but I mean, we're also talking about, you know, trying to find real history in a place that has tons and tons of it hidden, buried, and altered to and intentionally destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so, America you know, so, before. Great book about American history, the America's history, America before, Graham Hancock. That's a good one. So do you do you have any do you have any I guess readings or books or any, any even any like uh YouTube documentaries or anything that you would recommend I guess for anybody wanting to learn more about 
Wendigos? Well, I have some I could find. Um, I don't know the titles right off the bat, but I can definitely sure. go post show and send them to you. And you know, you can put them down in the description, and I can sure. give you a couple couple good videos on different things like that. Nice. I like stuff like that too because I always like sharing for folks so that they got the opportunity to to try and you know look at things themselves. Like I, I figure if I've if if I can find the information, it, I don't I don't think it's my job to bring you the information, but I think it's a bonus if I'm like, hey, here you go, here's a link you can click and be like. This is pretty interesting. You know, it, it, it seems fair to me. I don't know. Side note, I've been trying to link, like, as you guys can tell, I'm very into, like, as far as cryptids go, like, the Native American lore and connections to them. Um, so, shit, fuck, lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, you, you guys can draw. Let me, let me remember what I was going to say. I brain farted on it for two seconds. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're okay. Like, I, I, I do want to get into your, into your, uh, Wendigo story here, but I was uh, Neptune. You've been pretty quiet over here. You got any? I'm sure you I remember got curiosities. You live in Appalachia too, sort of. So you remember what it was? Go ahead, Shane. Yes. So one thing I've been digging into recently is the Native American connection to dogmen. So just as a little quick little touch base on this, there's Native American legend about a group of people that were known as like basically like dogmen warriors. And the idea would be that they would go and they would be like raised by wolves. They would, you know, become like one with the animals and the dogs, like however you describe it. And there's legends that connect to them that because of doing this, they eventually adapted the ability to become dog-like. So I don't know. I've been kind of digging into it recently. Um, like I said, I find a lot of like, I don't know. I put a lot of faith into like the Native American lore around things, but uh, I'm trying to make a more substantial connection that the whole dogman idea. Um, could be completely Native American based off of this idea of the Dogman Warriors. To, to to kick off Spooky Month, we actually had a guy on here, me and Luis hosted him, that uh, Dogman and Bigfoot hanging out together and, you know, seeing and speaking with them and such. It was some pretty interesting stuff, I thought. Like, it, it's... it's uh, the, I'm not really too new to the Dogman. Like, it's something I've seen in different things and know that it came from kind of like... There's even some, like... like French kind of things about it too. Like there's a lot of stuff in Louisiana and whatnot. I mean, so realistically, I it's like werewolf lore, you know, <laughs> and it all kind of gets yeah, like interskewed in into each other. Yeah, yeah, and it's but it's super, it's super interesting. Especially be what what fascinates me about it is when you start finding things like that in more places than just America. Like you know, like like Sasquatch, for example. There are Sasquatch-like beings worldwide. See. I'm, I agree with what you're saying, but like, I feel like we need to start looking at cryptids as more of like a main one and then subcategories. Yes. You know, like as far as like the way I've been kind of digging into it, it seems like skinwalkers, wendigos, and dogmen could all be in the same family of essentially humans that adapt the ability to become animals. So, like, instead of looking at them as all different types of cryptids, start looking at them all as like a subcategory of the same thing. And I mean, you, you definitely see it very clearly with the Bigfoots that there's like the winter version of a Bigfoot, the fucking Yeti. There's like the, um, the Australian version of the Bigfoot, the Yowie, you know, then there's the American version, the Sasquatch. And then obviously I was saying got kind of misconstrued into Bigfoot. Um, yeah, that's, I think that there's like a main makeup where all of these things start from and then subcategories. But when you start looking at it more like that way and start, rather than looking everything different, figure out the connections between them and break it down where there might only be like five theoretical types of cryptids, but then there's just different subcategory variations of each of them, you know? 
dead air. My apologies. I, I, I was muted. And like I, that, that I like that. I like thinking about the different subcategories and categories of these different cryptids because there is, there are so many different kinds of cryptids everywhere. Like there's, I, I love cryptids in general because especially when you start getting into other countries and stuff, they've got some wild cryptids in other places. You know, when you, when you look at it though, uh, and you notice most of this comes from either it's loosely based on or actually based on like uh, something from Native American lore. Do you think they got it from someone or has this just been like something j just with Native Americans? If you're not experiencing it, you're not passing it on. Truth. I mean, theoretically, to too, experience it, to depending on how you no, look no, no, at the world. No, no, that's world. not what I'm saying. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. Though. I'm asking, like, th th do you think this, like, stuff existed before them? See, that, that's And then they to took it, and then they took it, and kind of, like, made something else out of it. Do you think this exists in history as uh, something else than what the Native Americans named it and created it? See that I was gonna say. I believe that they're like going into that subcategories concept that everybody kind of perceived things as what they were familiar with, such yeah. as like you know the um the hyena man in Africa versus the dog man. Like same concept. It's just you're relating it to the thing that you know. So I mean, okay. just another theoretical problem I, I possibility too, though. Um, you know, if they say that everything happened as it did, and Native Americans came up and down, you know, during like the Great Ice Age to into the Americas, um there could have been a sub variation of all these different types of beings that lived here, you know, and they were the ones that were kind of seeing them on their like tail end of like when they were, you know, like the main species for the area before like humans took over and they kind of got pushed into like sub corners and things from there. Like they could have been fucking rampant all over. That's why the legends were so big when native Americans were like originating and coming into the Americas. And then it kind of just like branched off from there as they kind of got like, pushed out, stayed away, like whatever the hell, you know, or died out because they could have been like a species where, like I said, they're rampant. And then now, you know, it could take thousands of years, but they could be like on their slow dwindle down to becoming like an extinct species, you know? That, that, I mean, that puts such like explanation behind all of it though, really. Like it, it, it gives backing an idea and like, you know, I'm, a lot of what you're saying there is kind of something that I kind of say in a way a lot about a lot of things here that we have that's weird and unexplainable. And I'm just like, well, I'm not here to deny anyone's experience. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think people maybe will... we're infringing on that their world, and that's why the Native Americans had that natural connection because they knew it was like their world, and that's why they didn't mm. want to fuck it up. And they kept that natural idea of like, this is your area, this is mine. You stay here, I'll stay here. We don't bother each other. Like, kind of fits in with even that lore. I, I'm just making up theories here, but I mean. It, definitely fits you know it does and i love and i love things that fit and you know we've had some people in the past that told us that you know sometimes the the most simplest example is is might actually be it the most simplest theory that you can come up with on it and that just so i just i don't know i like the way it ties in and i love the way that you're looking at this and this this is bringing me getting close to back to want to ask about your experience but i do i do want to go back over to neptune real quick because he has been quiet all night I know he's like that, but he hasn't been here all week, so he owes me some some airtime. What you got? Uh, yeah, no. The only thing I was gonna say is, well, this is definitely like Bandit said. This is 
definitely been kind of an educational segment for me. I only really have one personal experience, Shane, with uh, with skinwalkers or wendigos, and I, I don't know how far down it goes. And Jimmy, for future reference, I definitely think we need to have Shane and Miss Vicky on an episode together because that would be absolutely phenomenal. But uh, Shane, I do have one question for you, and it, it kind of goes into it kind of goes into the theory of what you talked about at the beginning of the episode pertaining to, to skinwalkers, which is uh, based on my own experience, I had one encounter while I was out hunting. And what I know as chronic wasting disease, seeing it in person, it scared the shit out of me. I saw a deer that I had just shot stand up, bash its head into a tree, and just run away. <laughs> That's horrifying. Like I, I didn't. That's I didn't, nightmare fuel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't hunt for the rest of that season. I'm going back seven years now, give or take. Bears. This was in Lewisburg, North Carolina. So how big was it? It was probably probably around 140, 150 pounds. You said you shot it and then it started doing this? Yeah. I, I got out of the deer blind. I went over to tag it like I would any kill. Because if, if you're hunting, you're supposed to tag your kills, right? Mm-hmm. So I was going over to tag it. It stood up, bashed its head straight into a fucking tree. And ran off. That almost makes you wonder, like the consciousness of things and the aspect of like, you shoot something, it thinks it's gonna die. If it's an intense pain, are anim- are do animals have the ability, like deer, for example, to just be like, oh my god, this is intense. I just want it to end. Where I, they might intentionally be bashing their head into a tree, trying to kill themselves to make the pain end. That's a valid question. I thought about that for a moment, like. Or was it a certain I, dominance and letting you know that you just did fucked I, did up? I, right. Did that I, adrenaline I, thing of like, you know, I, before you just went I, off. I, I, I seriously thought about adrenaline. That was the, the main thing that really got me there was I was absolutely sure that I put a well-placed kill shot on that deer. And it from the time it took me to get out of the deer blind and and walk over to it probably around minute and 20 maybe a minute and 25 20 maybe in maybe a minute and a half this deer gets up and starts just it's acting completely belligerent and i don't know what to do and i didn't have a sidearm on me at the time so i did it look like this? No, no, it did not look like that. On a side note, I, uh, I I just wanted to know your thoughts on, do you have any experience with wasting disease? What do you know about it if, if, you, if you do or, or, or if you don't? And how do you think that correlates to uh, the psyche of 
of animals because you were you were talking about you know how that affects animals earlier in the episode and talking about mushrooms it, it got me thinking about what actually causes that amongst like like caribou species like deer like moose like elk like i that's one thing it's it's just always eluded me and it scared the shit out of me when i saw it in person oh no definitely dude like I'm not too, too familiar myself. Like, I know of it, of course, but, like, as far as, like, the logistics, I'm not too, too familiar of, like, why it happens. All I have is, like, theories on why it happens, but it almost seems like one of those things that, like, more knowledge is known about it, but it's not given to the public. Like, yeah. there, there's there's something to it, you know? Like, be it that, you know, you don't eat your own flesh because maybe it gives you, like, some kind of, like, uh, you know, like, overpowerful adrenaline for example you know what i mean and maybe with that overpowered adrenaline maybe it kind of starts to like fuck up your brain a little bit because it's like you know you have something that's not normally intended to run this hot of of gas for example you know what i mean like you're you're just like over overblowing your system because you don't have something in there that's normally supposed to be in there or just another theory maybe it's a natural thing that's intended to happen if there is a creator being whatever that they purposely put something in place to make it so that you don't eat your own species because it'll mess up your body intentionally, like physically. And it'll also mess you up mentally on top of that, you know? Right. It's the, it's the thing that's brought me closest to believing in Wendigos that to see that I was absolutely certain that something was dead and to see it basically just, stand up on its own basically just just like hutch itself up against a tree long enough to pick itself up off the ground if i may if i may reach and walk run away this 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 kind of disease you know this this kind of disease the fact that it's come up a little bit in the in the conversation kind of to and fro and the fungus connection and such like that it makes me wonder if you know, I think that this was mentioned earlier anyway, but it really does make me wonder if maybe some of these deteriorating diseases, you know, like if you were, if you were a simpler living person that was living closer to nature and you come across a deer that was deteriorating and it did exactly what Neptune just said it did after you shot it with say a bow or something, you know, and you, you know, wouldn't it become an outrageous story of, a beast creature that is deer like that is now, you know, running around the creature running around the woods, deteriorating and such. You know what I'm saying? Like stories like that whole story where you pass the story and it grows by the time it gets around the circle. Like, you know, like that, I could see some of this being, you know, stories through the grapevine that just kind of grew. Like somebody added their own little part to it each time away. And I'm not trying to take by any means, I'm not trying to take away from any of this. I just see kind of a correlation where maybe, some of these things that people have seen, even myself, when I was on your show and brought that clip over there to you, like that deer running around with a broke neck like that, that wait, what? I mean, they, they could potentially be like playing wait, dead. Now? Wait, yeah. you've not seen the broken neck. You've seen the broken neck video. I was, was going to comment on it. Is that the one you shot? And that's the joke. Like we've been watching that video no, a few times. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I didn't wow, record that. That's scary. Well, just a, just a possible God, theory. Oh, I mean, oh, they, these could be animals playing dead, and then they still have that adrenaline kick, you know, while they're trying to play dead. 
And once something gets close to them or they realize that they're playing dead isn't working, that adrenaline's kicking still. So they're half fucked up and still running. But like theoretically with that deer, he could have been playing dead. You got close. He was like, fuck, this doesn't work. And he got up, went to run off with that adrenaline kick, ran into a fucking tree and then repositioned himself and took off. Because I feel like there's a lot of animals. You get tagged and they're going to lay down the ground and play dead until the predator goes away. I, okay. I do I do feel that because I know that animals in general, right, they're not dumb. Like, you know, collectively speaking, that animals have the ability to think with ration and reasoning. Okay, okay. I have to see this. You ready, Neptune? This yeah, is, this, go for it. This. The crack in its neck. Ooh. What the fuck? It slept wrong at night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> having a bad oh, God. having a bad neck day, man. That's a bad slept day, man. What that thing's like a natural deformity and this thing's been living its whole life? Like, oh, actually, no, that's still pretty young. It could only be a season. And, and, we're, that thing's and, we're, old. Yeah. and we're making fun of it and that, that poor thing's feelings are being destroyed. I'm I thinking mean, it, shit, it's mom and dad are probably I, brother and sister. I, but, I, take you know. nothing, I take nothing away from the fact that I, I recognize that there's probably a, a basis in reality that animals have the ability to reason. And if one was going to play dead, absolutely. And I mean, if, that, if that's actually what happened, I mean, I would have no problem just writing that off. But I saw a rat just, playing dead just the other day. I was going to say, not to get too <laughs> fucked up with it, but like, I, I'm sure that, uh, you know, Jim will, under, Jim Bob will understand, but uh, you know, you, you have a chicken coop. Sometimes you got to take out rats and shit, you know. So, I, you know, I got a BB gun, takes out the fucking rats. Every once in a while, there'd be one of them big meaty fuckers, and you hit them, they'll do that little like rat freak out, and then they'll just stop, and then you'll go to like take care of them, and then they'll just get up and fucking take off. So it's like even with rats, like rats are intelligent animals to begin with. Uh, like they have the ability to like. Like, if they find a new food that they've never had before, one of them will eat it, and they'll wait 24 hours to see if that one dies before the rest of the family eats it. Like, they're smart. They know how to do shit. So, so I've seen it happen with rats. And, I mean, a deer could be even more intelligent than a rat, you know? And if a rat's doing it, a fucking deer will do it, you know? I feel like it's just a natural human instinct. Animals play possum. Yeah, natural natural instinct of almost any animal. If you're in a situation, you don't know how to deal, you just play dead. Yeah, I believe that. Is just, you know, the the condition of mental illness as we correlate it to our own psyche, right? And what we eat, what we consume. It, it's not lost on me. I'm sure it's not lost on any of these guys. That uh, I absolutely think that can that can transfer to animals in some way, including any caribou species, like wasting disease. Like I. I, I would love to know more about what caused that because that's the closest I've been personally to experiencing something like that, and it scared the fucking hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, just unexplained all around. I mean, because it, it, you're in that situation yeah. and it happens so fast that you don't really get time to rationalize it while it's happening, so then yeah. you're just trying to rationalize it right. off of like a memory that happened <laughs> of you being like exhilarated and not like fully comprehending things <laughs> right, I'm just, properly anyways, you know? Exactly. I'm just like, I'm just doing my normal thing. Like for me, it was just another day in the woods. Like, Hey, let me just go about my business. I'm going to, I'm going to 
tag its ear, and I'm going to drag this thing back to the car, and off I go. Nope, not that day. Lewisburg, North Carolina, that night said, nope. So I, I was just like, nope, I'm going home. I, I, I was very mortified by by that whole experience and as fucked up as that video is that <laughs> deer woke up on the wrong side of the bed just just, ima- just imagining a, a deer right just smashing its head into a tree before just screeching like something like like you thought a bear just got a hold of it and was about to tear it apart I mean, it could have been faking death and then tried to assert its dominance and show how tough it was and then right. take it off. <laughs> right. And I absolutely believe that. And I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm done. I'm going home. You've asserted your dominance, sir. I'm going home. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I, took it, I took it out. I took the L on that one. I, so I can see. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat over here. I want to hear about your personal Wendigo experience. Are we saving this for the end of the story? Because I feel like it's a good closer. Okay, we can wait. What else? What else? Uh, where else are we bouncing around? I reckon. Well, as soon as you ask, that's when the flow gets messed up, and then we don't know where to start off at. <laughs> Leave it to me to mess things up. Where do we go now, boys? Do we just get into the story? I think we should get right into, into it. Story? I'm, I'm good. I'm ready for it. I don't it. have anything else. This was a good learning experience for me. So, thank you, Shane. That yeah. was, uh... Well, is there no? I mean, Shane, is there anything else that you think you should? Inform us on when it comes to Wendigo lore or anything related to. I think we've got a pretty brown coverage of it. Uh, We kind of touched base on a little bit of all ends on it. Uh, The only other one that kind of comes in is like why I got into trying to rationalize this, which comes into like my whole story thing, where it wasn't until relatively recently that I was able to actually like link it to being a Wendigo. Uh, Thanks to an awesome shout out to uh, Justin from Cryptids of the Corn. If anybody hasn't checked out that podcast, they're doing some awesome shit over there. Really good people. <laughs> Noted. Noted. But, Cryptids of the corn, you said? Yes, sir. Cryptids All of the right. corn. I'm going to be looking for them. We'll we got some playful banter going back and forth. You know, they, they, uh, we, we, we talk, joke back and forth on the show. They got it going with a couple other shows and stuff, but they did a shout out and were making jokes about me last week. So I, I got to give them a little shout out this week. So, <laughs> but without further ado, let's get into this Wendigo story. So before, I already. Before- so let me let me let me pause you one quick second on your on your story. I, Luis, you want to touch base with everybody that's watching on these photos and what you got going on here that you're sharing? Yes. So as you as you continue, I'll show you what uh, Mid Journey had come up with in relationship to Wendigos as we've been going through the story. I mean, if you can see it. It's pretty interesting. Some of this stuff is absolutely horrifying. I'll oh yeah, it's clear right now, but it's I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need cool you to send all, send these to me. They're so creepy. Yeah, right? They are. I, I'm going fucking to awesome, but they I'm, are also horrifying. Louis, Luis, is, Luis has got to help me come up with a name, but I am totally going to create. Since he does this with a lot of episodes, look at, that. I, look at those eyes! On like the, from the on the website, like, I'm going to create a place that he can put these that we can put these photos. Yeah, on the website. I've been playing with this, and I can't get anything nearly this fucking cool. Please, oh, dude, I got some creepy ass ones. I've been using one recently too. Uh, I won't be able to screen share these the same way, but I can show you on my phone. I got some pretty pretty damn good ones. 
So this one I was looking up like bizarre cryptids. Came up with this one, this little beast. This one's pretty sweet. Interesting. And then uh, this one is another pretty sweet one that I got. Oh wow! That, looks like I, a, that almost looks like a witch doctor mask. That's right. Jesus. And I typed in bizarre encounters for my show, and this is what I got for that one. Also with that one, bizarre encounters, pretty weird, creepy, realistic looking creature. That looks like a Dali one. Right. Dolly 2. Dolly 2 is an interesting one for some photorealistic stuff. That Succubus. Is a, that is not a PG one. No, no, definitely not. I looked just literally looked up the word Succubus. I didn't even add anything to it. I ended up getting that and that one. <laughs> and then uh, my personal favorite one that it just reminds me of some like alien looking shit, but that one was pretty, pretty awesome artwork. I ended up coming, coming up with off of it too. It's kind of funny though. One thing I've noticed when it comes to like the AI artwork, they're not very good at figuring out the theatrics of limbs. There's a lot of like random limbs that don't lead anywhere. Yes, it's because it's, it's usually there's not enough information, but these models are getting ridiculously good. So. Yeah, you're building up on them. There's definitely like a theme to them that it's like building onto something. I are you mean, just like tweaking the words just a slight little bit with all these ones uh, that are really just similar? A few asking for variations. It started like this, and then it started to. And then I started to push it into a different direction. But then it, I absolutely it love this. that one. And that is fucking cool as hell. Once yeah, that's my personal this, favorite. Like these types. This is Halloween. That's fucking terrifying. You find that even in your dreams. I think. Um, I think you're scarred for life. See the limbs though, like the limbs are always weird. Like they make sense, but they're just like the whole limb dynamic, like is fucking weird when it comes. The to The one AI that art. really freaks me out is. Look at the bottom of it. Look at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that's creepy. It's got teeth. Have you guys ever seen the movie Teeth? That's it, right there. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What was it called? Vagina dentite. What was the stupid term? <laughs> I don't even remember. I just remember the doctor saying it and then getting his finger bit off. <laughs> Yeah, that Cthulhu one looking one on the left side. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that's that's horrifying. And that's the thing. It's like this is just like... It reminds a, me of the Fresno Nightwalker type of thing. This is with collab, with Google collab. This is going to look interesting, but you can see already the images here. It's going to look very interesting. I sent... Uh, Jim, another one. Let me see. I can't. Let me see one second. I can play it. This is a video that was created as you were talking. Uh, real quick, let me find it. The one you got creates videos? This is a different one. Oh, gotcha. Let me see now if this is the one. Yeah, it's playing now. So let me share real quick. This. All right. So you can see it now. That. That's what one of the things it came up with. You guys can see it. It's like continuously pulling back into other images. It's so fucking creepy. Mm -hmm. This is what it would probably look like if you just took a giant blast of DMT in the woods. Yep. Awesome. Right. Can you imagine just being the first person that discovered psychedelics and you're just, you know, ate some food, you're just walking around the woods and then you just start seeing totally that? Totally by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea yeah. what the fuck's happening at I all. Mean, was that person yeah. the most popular? Yeah. Picture, if you will, the first three guys to uh, find mushrooms out in the woods. First guy died. Second guy had a good time. Third guy just flipped a coin and was like, yeah. Well, I, I can not live for the fullest. I can not living. 
they flipped the rock because there were no coins. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the discovery of five meo DMT. You know, like the DMT that actually comes from a frog. The guy who he was on uh, Hamilton's Pharmatopoeia was talking about the, how he found it. I have it. the notebook. I have the notebook. I have a copy yeah. of it. He was just going up and down the river, just taking random frogs and putting their fucking poison on cigarettes. And he just happened to find that five meo. Like, what the fuck? Like, who just has the idea to just be like, you know, what somebody's got to somebody's got to do it. Just put some fucking somebody's frog, gotta do it. frog, st- frog juice on a fucking cigarette and smoke it. Uh, Why the fuck not? Uh, that's commitment. But yep, that's somebody's got to do it, it for the benefit right. of mankind. Somebody's got to do it. It drives us to make those strange discoveries because ayahuasca is a very complex concoction. It's chemistry. And how the hell did people in the Amazon rainforest figure this shit out? Oh, like, when you ask, they say that the plants told them. Exactly. And it, it's, you got to ask yourself, wait, but how did they arrive to that? Well, they, first of all, they were mostly using psilocybin as well. Uh, psilocybin led to, to the discovery, likely, of ayahuasca. But I mean, even going into ayahuasca, though, it's like if you were ingesting it in any way when you found it, you wouldn't know that it's a psychoactive plant until you mix it with the shrub. No. So well, it was like, how did exactly. they know to start building off of that M-E-O-D, to find the M-E-O-F- shrub? M-E-O, uh, so the MUI inhibitor. That's part of the formula. So the ayahuasca is DMT that comes from bark. That, that's like you basically boil it and it becomes from the, you get extracted from the bark. Mimosa then, bark, if anybody wants to know what kind. They also use it in beauty products. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of, but the most prevalent in mimosa and the mimosa tree actually in, um, it's the Lorax flower in the, in Dr. Seuss. Of so fucking Dr. course Seuss, it is. Dr. Seuss uh, references the mimosa tree because uh, he probably was consuming a lot of the MT. So I'm speak for the trees. That it totally makes sense now. <laughs> Everything makes sense once you connect a Dr. Susan drugs. Uh, ayahuasca, like MAY inhibitors, are it's it's basically an inhibitor of the chemical, so it keeps in your system. Is the MT supposed to you out of you fast? But with that chemical, you sustain it. It stays in your system longer. Because little fun fact, almost every plant contains DMT, and because of that, your stomach naturally has a way to break it down so fast that you don't get to feel it. So that's kind of like why the DMT trip is so short is because your body's still fighting its best to break it down as fast as possible because it's naturally going to break all this shit down because it's not you know, something that you're intended to like. You're producing when you go to, when you dream, right? It's like the. I don't know if they actually ever fully. Did they yes, prove they that yet? They discovered it. They oh, they did. It, they confirmed it with rats. Ago. But I didn't know they confirmed, confirmed it with that, people. That the humans produced DMT. This is this is from 2018, I think. Oh, so, so yeah, I didn't I didn't even know they actually fully confirmed that. I thought they were just saying that that it was only rats that they confirmed that in. I believe they confirmed it with humans. I mean, they can also realize with humans, even when we go to sleep, like certain chemicals coming in and out of like the brain. So like the brain does like a cleaning at night. So weird to think about. But I, I mean, it's just restarting the system. Yeah, maintenance. Yeah, brain's maintenance. But I last You're getting brainwashed every night. <laughs> In the most literal sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He, it's legit what he's saying. Your brain actually filters the chemicals. I mean, it uses your spine to everything gets like every night when you sleep, just it's total filter. Um, but this brought me to the idea. So they, they scientists say dark matter represents the majority of all known mass. What if 
we're on planet Earth, and planet Earth, the perception that we see is only 25% of Earth. And that the other beings that exist in cohabitation with us, to, to them, we're resources. And to them, we're like potentially like crystal beings, like crystal energy flows that like, and we, they extract energy from us. And that's why other people, when they speak about these demons or these other worldly or other, other dimensional beings, they speak about speaking to them. They speak about draining us and extracting it from us using things like the influence of evil and so on, because they gain a lot of more power from it. So could it be that that really is a portion of how it's just, this is our limited perception of reality. And we're on the same, on the same earth. There's a whole different species of beings that exist in this planet as well. We just can't interact with them. Yeah. They're just sitting on your shoulders and just sucking your energy out all day. There's yeah, a lot of people right that above. I guarantee you, there's people oh. that are just, they're just sitting on their shoulders. Just you guys never heard of the movie branded. Sounds familiar. It's a Russian film. But it's it was on Netflix and everything for a while. It's Shout out to all that. the foreign horror movies on Netflix being way better than all the American stuff. It's all that uh woke agenda shit. They gotta like we're saying we gotta make everything acceptable go. for everybody. I was just about to watch one after the show tonight. Nice. What's it called? The, the Matriarch. Ooh, I was about to watch Incar- Incantation. That was my one. I, I don't know if we we're about to hit the same one tonight. Yeah, it's about a uh, woman that survives a drug overdose and comes back to her hometown and everything has resorted back to when she was a child. That sounds trippy. Including including her family, yeah. Did they perceive her as a child? No, no. They they see her as an adult. So like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So I only mentioned Brandon because it's about uh, leeching. It's about corporations creating, uh, actually serving these demon-like beings that actually extract energy from humans. So that's what the movie branded. Actually, I mean, I could actually wait. I could potentially share one second. I'll show you. Also, sounds like the Matrix. Just had to throw that one in there. Yes, but let me let me see here in the trailer. It shows it. So. Let me see. That cover looks pretty fucking crazy. I'm already sold. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's all about creating something that can be used for control. And then this person starts seeing this. Brandon. And once you see the movie, you're going to be like, what the hell? And from the perspective of a Russian. So that's like something that just other people are like, what? Without giving too much away, what the fuck is that? Those things? Yeah. Uh, those are the corporations, what they serve. Oh, so it's it's actually supposed to be like like a being, but like, is it supposed to be like something else? Like, is, is there like a root to it or is it just kind of like its own made up thing for the movie? So he sees it when other, and, and these things are being, so... When you're serving these companies, they don't realize what they're serving. So the one person comes from Japan, and then like the suddenly he sees the, the monster connected to the guy's skull. Directly. Is it all different monsters, or is it all like the same things? See, so, yes, it's different corporate. So different corporations are expressed by different demons. You can call them demons to simplify it. It's really cool. 
it's a really cool movie so definitely watch it it's it's if you want like going into that side of what what is outside of us absorbing from us and just think about the structures that we built the society that we built how it's built Ooh, it's on almost all the apps so i'm definitely gonna have another one i might have to watch tonight i don't know i'm kind of more sold on that one than incantation now No, I dig that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for good things to watch. I'm way behind everybody else, but I'll. Wait, I'll get you guys seen the 1970s film from France that was uh, Fantastic Worlds? I think it's called. It sounds familiar. Also, Fantastic so Worlds. It was a very beautiful film. Check into. <clears throat> so, I think I'm. I think I'm ready to start. You know, you were you were picking up on what led to your story. There, oh, and how I was digging into it. All right, sorry, I got sidetracked there for a bit. No, no, it's it's quite okay. We, we we got we do that a lot over here. We get all on the tangents, but I, you know, we eventually get back to it. Fair enough. So, starting from the beginning of the story, you guys already know, like I was saying, that I had the uh, Native American connection with like my grandma and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So, we uh used to go to this place called uh, Northville. Um, it was it was a mental institution essentially. It was abandoned. Um, we used to like urban explore for a while. Uh pretty big place that had like the main hospital building. I had a bunch of like little side dorms. Um, it, it was a pretty, pretty, pretty big campus area of like this hospital. And it was all just like abandoned buildings and stuff. So we'd go here regularly. We got to the point where we pretty much had everything mapped out. We knew exactly where everything was. Um, and then we started wanting to explore a little bit more. So there's, they're called the tunnels underneath. That's what everybody calls them. And essentially they go underneath Northville, which is the city this was in. And uh, they, they spread, like, you, you can pretty much get, like, anywhere in the city. And they were closed down, um, not used anymore. So they're just pretty much like an abandoned tunnel system underneath the city. So we never really went down there just for the aspect of, like, it goes for miles. Uh, we didn't want to, you know, have a flashlight die and have to feel our way back in the dark. So one day we get a little bit ballsy. And we decide to go down there and kind of explore a little bit. So we come down the main stair area. And there's a wall to the right side that there's like a hole knocked out of the wall, but it looks like it's intentional. Like somebody like removed the brick rather than it. Somebody just like busting a hole in the wall. Like the bricks weren't sitting there. Like somebody intentionally made the hole there at some point. So we go to turn into that room. And as I turn into that room and I'm the first one that goes into this room, I hear this voice on the right side of me. And it sounds like a, almost like a distressed like male's voice. And it says something along the lines of run one single word run and as i hear that i'm looking forward and there's you know those like uh metal like gertie buggy tables that they push around hospitals and stuff there's one of those sitting in the back corner of the room and as i hear this and i look in that direction and i have a flashlight on it i see this thing start to stand up and it's tall lanky has that decaying skin color like we were talking about and it has long black hair just on the top of its head very scraggly like gross nasty looking hair now this being was too scrawny to be just like a person, you know? And it was, as it was standing up, I didn't get to see the entirety of the height because the second I saw this fucking thing, I was out of there. Like I wasn't about to take any chances. Uh, I didn't know what it was. So I take off out the stairs and I, it's about a half mile to a mile back to the car. If I had to guess. And we essentially ran the entire way. We didn't stop the entire time. So I start digging into what I believe that I possibly saw and everything started coming back as rakes. And so I was led to believe that it was a rake for a while. And I kind of just let the story sit. It was one of those things where it was an encounter that 
you don't really share because you don't think anybody's really going to hear you out on it. They're just going to be like, oh, that was blah, 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 or whatever. So I didn't really share it for a while. So recently I decided to share it on my show when I had Justin from Cryptids of the Corn. And as we are talking about this, we start making different connections to Wendigos. So the first being that one, it was down in these tunnels. When you go down in these tunnels, it's a good like 20 degree difference from up above. So it's cold down in these tunnels. And so that fits the idea of them, you know, when when it goes, like I was saying, they go into caves, they hide in caves, um, they try to bury themselves, they stay somewhere cold. And this was during the summer, so it would have completely made sense that it would have been somewhere cold. So also with that Native American connection and what I was telling you guys about how they still have that humanity within them, um, a lot of people from what Justin was saying, like don't normally survive a Wendigo experience because they're just there to eat because they just have this unquenchable hunger. So his thought on it was that because I had that Native American connection, that thing felt it and was able to bring back its humanity for a second so that it could tell us to run. Because there are stories of people having Wendigo encounters. And I think there was one in particular, I have to dig into a little bit more, but essentially she figured out it was her grandfather and she said his name and he stopped in his tracks and she was able to just pretty much walk away from it because it was having that internal battle of trying to like fight itself to come back to what it was. So also making connections into the story, um, you can, I can send you guys news articles about this. Um, a couple days prior to this, I saw a cougar when I was up on the third story, looking down into the tall grass that was behind where the building's at. And then there was like a little bit of woods area. It didn't make any sense because there's no cougars that live in Michigan. So I dig into it and there was a bunch of unconfirmed cougar sightings in this area that they never found the cougar. They don't know where it went. They don't know what happened to it. They never found a body. And people were seeing it, photographing it, but they didn't physically find it. And it was all in this Northville area around this hospital. So another connection with that is that, you know, Wendigo could theoretically turn into different animals. So it would make sense that this random animal that does not belong in this area at all with this Wendigo connection could be that that was possibly this being. Another connection is that this area, when they were building the hospital, they found a lot of Native American items. So there was a lot of Native American like history in this area. I mean, all of Michigan, there's a lot of crazy Native American history. Um, so just the buildup of all of that, a bunch of weird things happening. There was even some random things where there was two deaths in the building with people falling down the elevator shaft, as they said. And the elevator shaft, like the doors, you have to slide yourself in there in order to get in there. Like they were pretty much like for the most part closed. So it's just weird deaths. And then directly after that, they got on top of making sure nobody went in this place, tore the building down, turned it into a totally different thing. Like they were on top of this shit. So knowing how the government's connection is with that quick jump onto some shit, you have the combination of the random deaths that happened there, the cougar sightings, and then they randomly tear down this building. Now, just from like my conspiracy logic of this, like I said, I was perceiving this thing as a rake for a while, and I started talking to Justin, and we started making all these different connections, but I believe that they full well knew what was going on in this area. That's why they jumped up everything and got rid of the building, and I don't know what happened to the thing underneath. I mean, for all I know, they could have collapsed the tunnels on it, because it could be something that's like eternal. Um, like Who knows what, what could have happened, because there's no way to really go back and be able to like check this place out again. Um, now, I did go back after this experience happened before they started getting into all of that a couple of weeks later. And the area where you'd go into the basement, most of the doors are like welded shut and certain people broke windows to slide through certain areas, certain things. I 
I refuse to go back into this area because you had to slide through this uh through this particular door to be able to get into the area where you could get access to the basement and shit. So I pretty much like completely avoided that area. We went back there one more time. That was it. I got some like just weirdness from it. I felt really uncomfortable being there the whole time, like because I felt like this thing could theoretically just be around. So we didn't end up going back much after that, but just weird shit, man. That it wasn't until recently that I was able to make connections with it and kind of start to figure it out. So again, like I was saying, I was kind of scared, scared to share the story because I didn't know what it was and I didn't want to be coming at people saying it's a rake when I didn't have any kind of confirmation. But just with all of these pieces put together, I'm getting to a point now where like, I want to tell the story um, because maybe you know we can get to a point, like I was saying earlier, where we can start classifying these creatures better having a better understanding of them and people actually sharing these experiences, no matter how weird they get just for the aspect of getting the information out and people being able to figure it out. And aside from the people that are making up fucking stories that are diluting out everything, like I'm not a fan of you type of people, but if you have a truthful story and it needs to be told, you know, that's the only way that we're ever going to be able to figure shit out, man, because there's not mainstream science on this. I mean, there is, but they're doing it in secret. So we're never going to get this knowledge ourselves. The only way we'll ever start to figure this shit out is if realistically, you know, us little local amateur researchers are the ones doing the research on this you, shit. So, you know, me and me and Bandit have made jokes multiple times that we need to go on a, on a Wendigo hunt out in Appalachia because he's out over there in Kentucky. So, you know, it, 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 I mean, I know it's, but, but I would love to find, you know, some of the stuff, you know, Louisa said it to me before on here that the way we move forward is actually talking about and investigating the French, the things that people have tried to write off and such for all these years. It's time Especially the shit that the government hops on top of trying to cover up real quick. That's mm-hmm. like the instant shit that you should be on top of. One in particular, giants. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm Hop a, on that I'm shit. A big, I'm a big <laughs> giant fan. I'm getting in on that for sure. We talk about that a lot around There's here. a lot of in. in- good real stuff about giants and then there's like some random ass stupid images that i hate that always show up because intentional diluting because it could be government employee it discredits it so you Mm -hmm. find these absurd images that you know a lot of people share on facebook and i'm like see that that, that's discrediting right and that's part of it's like like i call flat earth a psyop from the 50s and it's like these little things that discredit other collectives because if you if you dilute uh, the collectives, the, the people that are asking questions with these bad ideas, it then discredits them. So like one thing you can think about is the reptilian idea. Maybe it's all like actually all real and, and we're all the fools or it was an in- integrated psyop that allows people to dis- they completely disregard it. Why? Because they're just saying he- those people are not humans. So that's a way to discredit a collective. Like that's a way to discredit people that are actually calling out bad things that are happening in our society by just saying, oh, no, 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 that's, that's, all, that's all funny. And when it comes to the cryptics, like the cryptid like animals, what, what stories are behind that? All the people that disappear every year. What if there's a direct correlation between all the people, like a big portion of the people that disappear into the, in the American wilderness and these beings, there could be a direct connection. Like this is serious. That means thousands of people could be disappearing every year because of these cryptic and we're not questioning this. This is fascinatingly under misunderstood and not studied at all. 
Well, look at the uh, – if you lay over uh, a map of disappearances and the cave systems in just the United States, you, you will see a huge correlation of uh, these areas. Reptilians, bro, they're actually hollow earth dwellers. That's kind of the side that I, I stay on. You never seen Doctor I, Who? Yes. Doctor Who had an episode. So Doctor Who and Doctor Who's lore – there's actually a, a, a reptilian that, race that exists under the earth and they cohabitate with us. And then sometimes we so eventually we piss them off or something. And one of them shows up and starts talking to us because they had some dinosaurs in space. It's an interesting, funny episode from Doctor Who, but they had this reptilian woman, like incredible makeup. And yeah, it's interesting. They added in Doctor Who lore as they're beings from the internal earth. Because mm-hmm. honestly, though, if you knew something was true, and you know how crazy it sounds. Why wouldn't you exploit how crazy it sounds to discredit it so that people don't look into it? You know what I mean? Like they could be I mean, just literally saying the facts and laying them out, but intentionally knowing that how crazy it sounds, like they're purposely laying them out in the manner that they are so that they sound as crazy as fucking possible. Sure. Predict, predictive programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, going on to the reptilians, though, I want to know your guys' view on it, but I kind of see it as like going, going into the subcategories like I was talking about. There seems to be like the solid, actual, like reptilian physical beings, which are the ones that I kind of believe with the whole hollow earth concept. And then there seems to be these more like vampiric entity type reptilian beings, which are the ones where people say that they'll see like the shifting faces, which also a little weird side funny story. There was one day that I was at Myers and I was ranting and raving about reptilians and masks. And this woman who was a couple of people behind me, she looks directly at me, pulls down her mask. Her face resembles almost like a like a dragon reptilian looking face, if that makes sense. Not like the reptilians like we imagine them, but almost more like dragon like. And then pulls her mask up, and I just got temporarily like had, mind fucked by you this. Had a, you had a they live experience in real life. Yes, sir. <laughs> did she did she did she pull up her her calm and be like, I've got one that can see us? No, literally the whole experience went that I was ranting and raving. I was like being loud about it, and she literally stared right at me pulled her mask down. Her face looked different. She put it back up and then went back to talking to her husband and shit like nothing fucking happened. It was like, a, am watching you kind of con. That's like the vibe that I got from it. Like, a, like we're around. Shut the fuck up kind of a concept. But that being said, I kind of see it as reptilians as there's like the, the spiritual being reptilians that seem to be more of like a, like a possession type thing. Like they may be like otherworldly in the aspect of like interdimensional where they don't have like a physical being in here. So they have to almost like attach themselves to a vessel or be part of a vessel in order to like exist here. And then there's like the solid physical reptilians, which would be like the hollow earthers. But that's where I'm at. I think that there's a variation between the two and they are two totally separate beings that are maybe in the same sub kind of category, but they both get classified as the same thing. But because of that, the knowledge gets diluted out because it's just, you're all over the spectrum with what these reptilians are, you know? absolutely fair you know i mean i I, see you know i'm i'm one of those guys that again i made mention of this earlier i don't like to deny anyone's experience i look forward to stories like this you know things like you've shared things like other people that have shared that have been on the show with us in the past like i I, i'm the guy you can come to and i'm I'm gonna believe you know what i'm saying like I, i i you can't take away what someone's seen with their own eyes from you know, it's just, that's, that's just from me, you know, and I think that the more these subjects are talked about and the more these things are brought back into the open, like you kind of said, we can, we, maybe we can move forward and find some answers about all this stuff. 
And when it comes to reptilians, like I've always been kind of in that mix of things. And like, I like the, you know, there's different, there's different theories or different legends or tales of people finding like entrances into reptilian layers and such out in like the American deserts and stuff and like Arizona and even in Nevada and places like that. And so like, I totally think the hollow earth is right here in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mammoth caves. Like that yep. Like there, yeah. there's so, but I think there's, I think there these subspecies. Like, I think that makes sense. Like that's kind of already how I look at it is like inside of the, inside of the earth, the next level down, you've probably got Bigfoot. You've probably got lizard people. You probably got, you know, Wendigos, you probably got Wolfman, Dogman, Vampire, Lord, Lord knows what. You know, even like this. I always, I always like to go back to this because you know the Lord of the Rings. You know, like, dude, dude claims that he found like historical texts and like an old place, and that's where he got some of this these ideas from and stuff. So, like, I, I truly believe there were multiple different kinds and species of upright walking humanoid creatures that at one point probably worked more together than we do in this current form. And I think a lot of them are underground because they want to have a different life than we do, or maybe they suck off of our life or maybe humans just suck and they're up here farming us because we're just that fucking stupid. I really don't have the answer for that because I'm kind of a retard myself. I mean, like it's, it's maybe they're it's just all... playing it smart. Like if a cataclysm happened, like they adapted to be down there. So they'd rather be down there in case anything happens again. So it's maybe like more of like a choice that they'd rather be in their safe zone that they know that they were able to survive the last cataclysm in, you know? Facts. Facts. Like, because, you know, it, it, all of this going back to Native American folklore, like a lot of Native American ancient history stuff says that they came from underground, like their ancestors were underground and stuff like that. So I, I truly believe that at one point in time they were there. Maybe we were the only ones that decided to come back up here and they were like, hey guys, you do what you want, but that's not a good idea. It's going to cataclysm again one day and but You're it's so beautiful it. out here. Right? It's amazing. Well, Tepe. Yeah, I'm pronouncing. We're both pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, I know I'm saying it fucked up. I got the end in right. Turkey, uh, that is a massive city inside of a mountain, essentially a mountain. Like you can see, it has space for thousands of people, and formations like that have been found in the Americas, like locations that can hold a space for hundreds of people to be in a single room. Modern science tries to make it sound like they did it really quick before an event happened too. And obviously if you're expanded to that big, that took years and years and years and generations to produce. So like, I, well, I don't that's see the thing. 30,000 any... years ago, we might've had technology available to us similar to what you'd have potentially in the industrial age. That's how I think like based off what you see, we probably had industrial age technology and in some places had even beyond that. And that's what they call Atlantis. And that's what they call that civilization that potentially harnessed energy through crystals and so on. We don't know. We don't know about that stuff, but we know that there were people at different levels of a technological breakthrough. And right now the earth, look at the earth right now. How many places in the earth? What's the, what's the level of technology? Yes, we've equaled out mostly now, but just look 30 years ago, look 50 years ago. Look, a hundred years ago, the di the the difference in technological ad like evolution is massive. It's yes. only now that the entire world is coming to like this status 
where like almost everybody is at some form of an equal footing when it comes to access to information or technology. Fair. Yeah. Because we've all had different levels of it at different times and for different reasons and stuff like that. Yeah, for the most part. You know, I mean, and even though it catches a lot of flack and I pull, but I pull tons of guests from there and stuff like TikTok's the closest to the wild, wild west we have left of the internet, unless you're just straight up surfing the dark web, which is dangerous, you know, and I don't recommend it, but that's a whole subject for a different time. But like the the whole TikTok wild west thing is there's so much raw information out there. And sure, is there a ton of misinformation too? Yes, there's nothing I can do about the misinformation. I always tell people to look at things in discernment, you know, like make your, go research it yourself, make your own conclusions. And, you know, some people, some people even find things that I've never even found. And that's why we have these interesting conversations like this to continue to draw things to it. And I think that like, I, I think there's a lot of ties in a native American folklore and tying back to a natural way of life in the world that are promising and are kind of the direction I would like to head. This again is just one of those references. I'm going to keep doing it. I guess every episode, me and bandit have referenced this before. I know he'll back me up here. We're totally going to break down like the Jetsons and the Flintstones. Like there's going to be people that want to do all the advanced technological internet moving together with the, system and eating bugs and there's people like me and him they're gonna have cool awesome dinosaur robots and we're gonna work at the rock quarry and go bowling with our handmade bowling balls and shit like (laughs) hey i've always made theories about it on my show too that we're gonna get to a point where like society gets divided between like the major cities which will be like you know like the tech smart cities advanced in the future that everybody almost feels like it's just certain death outside of the city and they then you're going to have all the, started. like, communities outside of the city that are all, like, the fucking prepper type. I don't want to say prepper type, but, like, all the people that know how to fend for themselves. Yeah. Yes. They're going to be the Wild West, and these civilized cities are going to be the smart cities where everybody's scared to leave them. They yep. already started building the linear city in Saudi Arabia. Oh, well, my God. They, they, yeah, they, 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 they're not going to build the line, but they're going to build the other things I've been talking about because the line is not possible. They're not going to do it because it's techn- like it, it, engineering wise, it's a nightmare. So that's why they're never going to build it. They're just trying to steal people's money or something. It's just a scam. The line's a scam for sure. We're Luis is convinced. It's a scam. Just a money it's a, grab. It's a money grab. I, I don't doubt it. I really don't. But I don't doubt that they'd also try to build something to at least help get that money. You know yeah, I mean? Neom. They're building Neom, which is a real thing that they've been developing for a while and they got the properties, but there was a recent eviction that was very controversial over there. But it's it's an interesting situation because there's a lot of natives over there and they're getting kicked out of their of their land. Yes. So even in Saudi Arabia, they're having controversy because they're kicking out natives from their land to build this obscene city for no reason in that particular region. Huh. No, that's very interesting. Well, I think I think this has just been a great learning experience all the way around this evening. So, like, I've had a blast. I know, I know this is this has been kind of a little lengthy episode, but hey, man, it's getting close to the end of Spooky Month, and I didn't think there was any better way to celebrate it than having some off the wall cryptid conversation about wild things. And Shane, I appreciate you joining us this evening and having and blessing us with so much fantastic knowledge. Like, this was this has really been a blast all the way around. So, before I get ready to start ending up for the evening, I like to go around and ask anybody do they have anything left to add before we do? 
like Shane yourself. Do you have anything you got? Well, I just want to say that it's uh, an honor to be on the show. I always appreciate getting invited to be a guest. And as a double note, always awesome to be on somebody's Halloween episode. So also, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for giving me a platform to be able to keep spreading what I perceive as what actual Wendigos and Skinwalkers are. Hey, man, that's what it's about. I want to give everybody that platform to feel free to divulge into this stuff with me, man. I don't I don't care what kind of how crazy people think you are for saying it, man. I don't think you are. I want you to come and share it. Like I, I find it fascinating and love hearing new things from different por- different portions of, you know, di- different different lights inside of different mech suits because all of the fantastic people I keep meeting are so amazing and you're one of them dude like you're you're somebody I make reference to even in episodes and stuff because you're just I think you're a really cool guy and I love what you got going on there with your shows man like I, I appreciate it, it man the feeling goes both ways man if you feelings mutual to all you guys actually don't not not just you but you know love all you guys here bandit and Lewis I've done multiple shows with you guys it's been fun I always have fun you know, doing shows with you guys. And it was really nice meeting uh, King Neptune and Kel today. So shout out to you guys. And uh, thanks for, you know, goofing around with me for a while. I appreciate all you guys. Neptune, you got anything for us tonight? Yeah, man. Appreciate it. And this has been very informative. And we, Shane, I know I speak for Jimmy when I say love to have you back. And Jimmy, we definitely got to get him on with uh, Miss Vicky. Got to go for a part three. That'll be my third time on your guys' show. And you guys got to pop onto my show. You still haven't done that yet besides BDI, but the actual inquiries about reality. (laughs) We still got to set that up and come on to inquiries of reality. We we have got to work that out, my friend. That is for sure. I feel bad for not making it there yet. Oh, no, it'll happen. It comes around. I got got banked with episodes so hard, man, that like I got stuff already set up till December. And I have nonstop interviews. I pretty much do at least like one every day, be it an interview or whatever kind of episode. So... It's one of those things, man, that it'll happen when it's supposed to. That's kind of how I go about things in this life because it'll be weird. There'll be like delays to certain episodes. And then because of that delay, me and the guest will have additional knowledge that seems to come into the topic and it just makes the conversation that much better. So like I said, it happens when it's supposed to, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Like, and I've, and I've had a blast tonight and I do appreciate you setting aside this time to come and hang out with us and get goofy and wild and make you think like that's just that's one of those things we like to do is make people think around here man that's just that's one of the best things we can do bandits you got anything for us i got nothing nothing i knew you were excited about this tonight so i just i'm i was hoping you'd have a little bit of something it was learning something new about something that i'm i'm already invested in yeah you know, I, because of you, I almost today when I decided to do this Joe, because I didn't decide to do this Joe Dirt costume just today. I just went and got the stuff for it today. But I, when I was standing in the store, I was this close to buying the the skull with the deer antlers and doing that tonight. I've got one out and uh, I've got one outside uh, that I was going to turn into a totem. Uh, it was actually a deer that uh, the top half of the skull with the antlers that my kids had tagged uh two years ago uh i was actually gonna turn it into a totem but it's still sitting out it's still sitting out there yeah i need to do something before the end of next week i was like fucking with my i was like fucking with my neighbors man it was shit like that man so i was thinking about doing that with some torches and stuff just to fuck with them (laughs) I like doing uh, shit to my neighbors where I fuck with them with Halloween where, you know, typically people steal Halloween decorations or fuck up Halloween decorations. Yeah, you just reorganize yeah. them. You just reorganize their Halloween decorations. So they come out in the morning, they're like, 
what the fuck? Somebody's touched my shit. And then they realize nothing's missing. Man, that <laughs> listen, I, I'm, I'm okay with TP and I don't know who's brought it back in my small little town that I live in. But when I'm riding around, man, I'm seeing a bunch of, listen, and they're, these kids that are doing it are targeting the right people. They're hitting the, the McRitchie assholes that, that wipe their ass with $100 bills for breakfast. I don't like, you know, back when toilet paper was cheap, when we were kids, man, you get away with doing it. But man, now, uh, you, you have to be rich to TP somebody's house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't shit, you buy a fucking 12-pack, it's like fucking 18 bucks now, bro. Yeah, don't and, egg them. Pour, and pour a gallon egg, of milk in the man. driveway. Don't, don't egg. egg somebody's house. Eggs have gone up in price, man. You want to waste eggs by throwing them at my house? Just leave the, leave the dozen on my doorstep, okay? I will make right. much better use of them, all right? Let's make practical use out of Beyond Meat and all the fake meats and start using that. Just throw it back at the door. It'd be more practical oh than it before. <laughs> Did you give me an idea? You, dude, you just like this is the wrong group to say that type of shit in. Okay, <laughs> you just got Beyond Meated, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen oh, now. Yeah. Gonna happen, Doesn't dude. smell like rotten meat. <laughs> it looks it's, still, like it. it's still gross though man it's still gross Luis you got anything for us tonight buddy it was wonderful today yeah it was amazing and I'll say that simply really go into searching what you fear and you'll discover incredible things just, with, just do it with caution when you're searching anything you fear but it's really important to search for everything you fear. Because there's a reason why you fear it. It's a lack of understanding. At its root. You know, that is another thing, interesting point to bring up is that uh, we are, I wonder when, how far back you have to go because it seems to be like passed down to us genetically to fear something oh, that humanoid that is not humanoid i wonder why that is how far back do you have to go to find where in human history we encountered something that was terrifying that looked humanoid that wasn't humanoid or another side yeah. note off of that the natural instinct that when you see something big and dark above your head to duck because that yeah. means that at some point either People are around with dinosaurs, if dinosaurs exist, depending on which side you fall on. Or something was flying around. Or, yeah, exactly. Thunderbirds. Fucking Thunderbirds. <laughs> that's, yeah. No, I agree. Yep. Like that's, that, that, those, dude, we could do an episode on Thunderbirds, too. I kinda, we kind of touched on one of my other shows that I do on Thunderbirds one night because that is some fantastic stuff to get into. Like All of this stuff is just amazing, and I think that digging into all of it is a good thing to do. And I encourage folks to go check out his bizarre encounters that he's got going on and inquiries with realities as well as, you know, the big dumb inquiries. Those guys are over there working hard and pumping out fantastic content, man. That's that's the kind of way we roll with things and plugging our friends that are doing this stuff, man. Like I said it earlier, I'll say it again. The revolution won't be televised. It's totally going to be podcasted, so we're going to keep doing these kind of things for all the folks out there that enjoy us doing these kind of things. And once again, I thank you Shane for coming on and we'll make sure we get all your links shared back so that everybody can uh, find you and find everything that you got going on and keep spreading that love around. And you guys know before I, you guys know before I sign out, I always got to have a good one for you. So, and I think I got a real good one for tonight. So why do pirates carry swords?
because swords can't walk. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs>